Practically sustainable bug burgers in 10 minutes. Start by grabbing some air-dried bugs on Amazon. These grasshoppers cost me just £12 and provide me with all the protein I need for the week without destroying the planet. Get the bugs into a bowl and break them down. Blend them into a powder. This is our protein base. Next, cook a handful of rice in simmering water. While that's cooking, add some seed oil to the bugs and stir. Then some flour, sustainable is best. Then we add our bug mix to the rice. Give that a second to blend. Boom, bug burgers. Use your hands to shape the patty. Then just fry until golden brown. Beautiful. Now cut some garnish and look at that. Vegan cheese, garnish on top. And don't forget the... In his epic poems, Homer often refers to nectar as the drink of the gods and which other substance as their food. I know he likes donuts. No! I think I'll go with donuts, please, man. Okay. That's right, uh, Golden Brown Donuts. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us here this Friday. It's the 25th of November, day after Thanksgiving, if you're in the U.S. Uh, and, of course, we're uh, quickly approaching you, Christmas. Hope you're having a good time wherever you are. Thank you for uh, joining us today. How are you, Lana? Good, and we definitely did not have bug burgers for Thanksgiving. I prepared most of the food, and bug burgers was not on the menu. <laughs> what if they genetically engineered this meat now to just have this <clears throat> perfect oh, texture, God. but it's really made of some kind of other genetic combination that's closely related to bugs, but not quite bugs? Would that, would that work here? No. No, thank you. All right. No, thank you. It's also Black Friday, right? But I don't mm -hmm. know how much savings people are having with inflation. Savings. So I'm hearing, Debt right? Debtings, you mean. <laughs> yeah, debtings. That's the right term. People save up all year to get something, you know, because you got to mm -hmm. make your money last. But uh, it doesn't seem to last very long anymore, does it? <clears throat> yeah, no. that's that's you've, you've seen nothing yet. Let's, I couldn't uh, believe it. I went to, uh, was it a like um, Pilgrim's is a local, you know, organic health food store. And a little can of organic mushroom soup was $3.49. I was like, holy cow, how is well, this? Well, not only that. Did you not notice that it was like it was at least 25% smaller? Yeah, it was also? smaller, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. You know, And then I had a, a cousin who lives a little further south. And she said that uh, farther south. And she said, uh, I bought some cabbage and it was $10. I was like, no way. <clears throat> almost $10. And then she took a picture and I was like, yeah, it was almost $10. Was this it, is crazy. Uh, was, it, was it organic? And or was it just no? It was just the standard okay. stuff. Okay. Well, She's yeah. grown a bunch of it too, but just jeez, yeah. it's mm -hmm. like they jack the prices up right before the holidays, right before you have your Thanksgiving and Christmas feast. Just well, unbelievable. I think they wanted to do that this year. I, and what was it? I, we saw some people that were opting for something else as opposed to turkey. Right? They had to kill like eighty. I don't know, but something ridiculous, 800,000 turkeys or something, just because they potentially could get avian flu. And so we have to kill them now, just in case that happens. You know, no, that, I know, that's I know, logic, right? I know. People were eating whatever they hunted too. I knew mm -hmm. a lot of people that did that this year. Yeah, deer and moose and great. Yep, they want you to. They want you on the bugs, folks. That's uh, that's where it's at. Uh, all right, so uh, yes, thank you for joining us here. This twenty uh, fifth of uh, November. You can join in if you want to comment today on some of our stories or have your say. Enterprisem.live/slash. Red Ice TV, we read those on the air, as well as those uh, Super Chats on Odyssey and Rumble. And uh, we do go out on a number of other places as well. VK, we do have a, a YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com, at, they've, they've copied Odyssey now, what they do, at Gothic Boar. That, you know, we go out there, we see how long that lasts. But anyway, thank you, uh, however you're joining us. 
And um, yeah, before getting to some topics, should we do uh, yeah a couple Thanksgiving the, uh, things? Sure. Let's see, uh, Bill Biz, thank you very much. Always appreciate your support; means a lot. Wouldn't it be interesting if Musk suspended Greenblatt for defamation? Happy Thanksgiving <laughs> to all. That would be amazing. I would, he, I would he, love it. I would love it. He did defame him, right? He's done that. Well, he's threatening him. That's the thing. He's he's telling him what to do. I'm the one giving you orders. Yeah, you know? and then if he got banned, he'd probably like have uh, Musk knocked off or something. Uh, you know? I'm just waiting for like call the know, mob. The, although Musk is, and we'll talk about this later too, because we have you know some follow ups on that. But although Ma- Musk is not ultimately like a danger to the bigger picture in any regard, he's he's actually a, a you know he's participatory in it. But they just have this, they, they, they are so short term, they can just see what's in front of their nose. And if that means an account that they successfully got banned now is back on Twitter, that's the end of the world for them. And they, they can't think bigger. They just can't help themselves, you know. Das Pooch says, happy Thanksgiving, Henrik and Lana and family. And I hope you're all having a great weekend. We did. Keep up the great Thank work you. and everyone else. Keep hope alive for our people. That's Thank you. great. Absolutely. And uh, the second wander, some fun one here. Okay, give me all the dirt. What did you and Laura Loomer say to each other when you saw her at Omren? Lol. Uh, now I know you talked about some of this on Wednesday, but not everyone watches every show. So uh, sure, sure. Laura Loomer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, she did she did her speech and I did mine. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, I, I bumped into her at the, in the hallway um, at the hotel, and we just uh, you know, she, you, I was nice to her. She was nice to me. You know, I mean, it was there's no. <laughs> It's the point, like, again, let's get into the, you know, disagreements yeah. or arguments. It's like, all right, you know. Um, it's like, but, I, I want to I like her, but but, know, but it's it, that the know, hardcore Zionist uh, possible Israeli agent asset part that gets in the way, you know. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, answering it as just uh, as straight up as I can, it's a, she felt it was like that this was hard or just she something know difficult there. She you talked there. about soggy bread, right? Maybe, I don't Maybe know. she Who saw knows? that and episode. Then, and the, she saw the same from me. So we both knew that we're like, all right, but, you know, let's for, for this sake just like. Like, yeah, we've all talked shit about uh, each we, other, we, but we hi, ju- how are you? <laughs> it's always awkward. We talked about the, um, <clears throat> about uh, bank censorships primarily. Right? Well, that's safe. I, that's keeping it safe. Uh, right, right. Because I talked about the CBDC thing in my speech, which she brought up. And uh, and so she said she was what I think she said she was one of the only ones that had tried to introduce something to get that uh, uh, banned or blocked or something like that. Right. That they can't do that, which, which of course, is, is, is very good. Uh, not, no, none of the other voices have raised it, have they? Yeah. Um, I think someone talked about it, debanking, but it's always the same with these people. Right? Oh, something has to be done, you know, kind of thing. Uh, anyway, but that, that that was about it. So no, no big um, no big uh, spurg outs from either side. Just uh, you know, hi, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm Henrik. Yeah, hey, I'm Laura. Okay, nice to see you. Bye. <laughs> that was <laughs> about it. Yeah, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. All right. Um, so should we uh, should we dive in? Uh, yeah, let's do, and then here? I'll uh, take care of the other ones later. Let's start yeah. with the good old America tweet. Now brace yourself. I saw this um, a little bit before we went live. Oh, wait, I am uh, having, let me see, is this the one? Yeah, Here we go. Yes, there here we, we go. go. What are we doing, <clears throat> says the tweet. Mm-hmm. Proud race trader, black new world order, and look at that outfit. What is he wearing? Holy and then this, uh, um, this American flag rendition that we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. And the... Uh, BBC only, and he's not talking about the uh, British uh, Broadcasting <laughs> Corporation. That's right. <laughs> Although he's probably watched plenty of that in order to I'm get a, to where he's at. I'm now happy too. this guy getting that up his. Oh, around, exactly. <clears throat> Do it, man. Completely oh, okay with me. <laughs> Do it all the way to the grave because it looks like it's around the corner is based that, on looking at your physique. This is fascinating. Is that a uh, is that a Q as in QAnon up there? 
<laughs> what is that there? What, can someone explain that, or that's something di different? I Isn't that what it is? It looks like it, doesn't it? I don't know. All right. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I don't think that this guy's uh, worried about <clears throat> pedophiles, you know? Uh, proud race <laughs> trader. So that's, uh, he's following Noel Ignatius. Jeez, I can't believe they, they post these and they're like, mm -hmm. I'm so fabulous. I just look wonderful in this. Oh, that's my right. God. Oh, and he has it on the in uh, that midsection. Right. Like, what is going on <laughs> that's there? That's called the uh, the kidney tucked, bean. It's tucked under the second uh, fold, the stomach oh, you flap the, the fold, you know? He has a Some of these old too. guys get that. Space. <laughs> <laughs> Ace of Spades. Is no, is Queen. This? He thinks he's a queen. queen. Oh, is it a queen? Oh, That's yeah, yeah. Okay, of course. I thought, yeah, yeah. Of course it wouldn't be. Some, you know. I'm the queen and my black queen. man is the king, All you know? Right. Okay. Well, it reminded me of, uh, I think we show this another time too, but it reminded me very much on this uh, here. Oh, my gosh. Can you see, can you see <laughs> the, the checkered board, uh, how it kind of... Do you see the curvature there up towards the... Uh, well, I guess that is technically a, a gunt uh, right there. Oh, definitely. Um how it's like, the, the <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> because because of the squared nature of the pants, Punch you get this like extra uh, two D two D perception of the three D shape right there. <laughs> it just makes you look oh fatter. God. It just does. When you're fat, you can't yeah. wear patterns like that. But uh, how about punch your local blue haired feminist liberal? How about that? I, I guess they're not uh, the non local Nazis are are okay. That, that's, <laughs> That's good to know. It's okay. I'm from Europe. I'm from out of town. <laughs> All right. Holy shit. And you know, she secretly oh. dreams about getting with one of them. Like, mm -hmm. man, that Nazi's hot. Uh, yeah, let's not, let's not talk about that. <laughs> uh, okay, so here we go. You, you, this uh, was you from several years ago, but you know, since it's winter time, mm -hmm. winter break, people can go skiing. Remember this ski lift malfunction? I've been on plenty of ski lifts growing up, you know, Bend Oregon. Not like this. Mount Bachelor. No, but what amazes me is the people that don't jump off of it when they see, like, how it's going to go around the bend and fling them off. So I think, I think this was somewhere in Russia. Not confirmed, but I, I think it could be the same, maybe same uh, logic as um, people in the establishment <clears throat> when the real elites up top is like driving them into a wall. They're like, "I'll be fine. Just, just hang on as long as you can. <laughs> just, just agree and go along with it. You'll be fine." Right? I mean, there's like the the smart guys are just like, "Oh shit, I'm getting off. Jump off." So audio you gotta watch it a few times. What are you doing? Yeah, it's a Russian. Man, look at that. Pile up. Jump! Suka! They're telling him, jump off! Oh, I think up top there. Yeah, there's look one at the, jumping there's one dude. There's one dude. Look, he's just like clinging onto the chair as it's piling up. Jump! Look at this guy. Whoa! Oh, yeah, look at everyone else is like, I'm out. There's one more hanging on, right? Nope, nope, he got off. Jump! There's a couple that fling like massive. I saw the other angle in slow mo. It's like, oh, here's one. Nope, nope. And isn't there an off button or like an emergency off button or something? There's, like, there's no off button on this ride, the, folks. You <clears> know. <throat> Pull the cord or shut the power off wherever that is, you know? This one here. Is Gosh. it this one here? They fly pretty good. I think here. one Look of the first ones. Yeah, they were like <laughs> the first crash <laughs> test was, dummies. That I was the that first one. Was, one. Uh, filmed from another angle. It too, was, right? and I, it was pretty hilarious. I mean, they yeah. were okay. Ooh, yeah. They were okay, but it was kind of funny seeing Be them fly <laughs> in oh <my God. laughs> slow motion. <clears throat>
<gasps> All right. Holy Fantastic. Cow. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Got to make sure you uh, you do it right when you go on your ski Jeez. trip uh, this year. If I don't like, I mean... I used to go snowboarding. I was on chairlifts all the time, but I, I do kind of with the heights. I get a little mm-hmm. weirded out, but I would definitely be jumping off before that. Yep. Oh, definitely. God. For sure. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So we we got some good news too on uh, the uh, Canadian side here. Uh, <clears throat> I think this is the uh, real headline because I think it's yeah Morgan, uh, Jeremy McKenzie's uh, girlfriend. Uh, who t- uh, telegrammed this out, I guess. Leader of controversial Diagonal movement, Jeremy McKenzie, free on bail after review hearing. I forget what this is. A month he's been in there for something like that? How much was his bail? I something don't know. Crazy. Crown consents to release after material change in circumstances. I didn't go through the article yet, but um, Morgan said here, Jeremy McKenzie update. He made bail in Sask, as, uh, and he would... Have the first time around... Uh, sorry, let me do it again. And he would have the first time around... Had we secured a good lawyer? Lesson learned, do not trust Sask City lawyers or rush a bail hearing. The Quebec bail hearing is Tuesday, November 29th. There's still like this, all this in and out and back and forth kind of stuff, right? I will include details in regard to the courtroom and time when I know more. Uh, I have a Thanksgiving supper to attend, so I won't make it to the uh, mall tonight. Yeah, there you go. Canadian Thanksgiving, right? Oh, is that, and that is, what is that? Is that the, a week before or something like that? I is never, that? I never remember. Anyway, <clears throat> good, to, uh, good to hear he's out. Maybe we can uh, have a chat with him. I was, if I was celebrating a Native I know what, American Heritage Day, so I don't know. Uh, th- there you go. <laughs> <clears throat> I, was, uh, I was celebrating uh, um, Fibonacci Day. So. <laughs> I was asking friends, was how do you celebrate yesterday. Native American Heritage Day? And they're like, um, I hit my dog. I got drunk. I, got <laughs> I heard some good ones. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, good for Jeremy uh, to uh, to be out of there, but it, it, that doesn't mean it's over. And speaking of which, we actually we've had these uh, hearings, right, with uh, Trudeau uh, being questioned, and it, the whole thing has been basically like, was the Emergencies Act uh, valid? Was it was it uh, uh, you know not adequate? Was it um, overreach? Right? There's some politicians that have asked him this, these questions, and it's been very tame and lame so far. And uh, these people are, of course, not being held accountable for for basically initiating the War Measures Act, which was it was that the technical term? It was the it was what they used to do when the country went to war, right? But now it was over truckers and people who didn't want to get vaccinated that they wheeled this out. Um, so here is the one of the first ones we're going to play from this. Uh, I did not call people who were unvaccinated bad names. Oh no, <laughs> did you? Let, let's uh, let's listen. A number of people have testified in this inquiry referencing your widely published comments and calling the unvaccinated racists and misogynists. And we have heard testimony in this inquiry about how some of your officials wanted to label protesters as terrorists. Would you agree with me that one of the most important roles of a prime minister is to unite Canadians and not divide them by engaging in name calling? Uh, I did not call people who were unvaccinated names. Yes, you did. I highlighted there is a difference between people who are hesitant to get vaccinated for any range of reasons. Any? And people who deliberately spread misinformation that puts at risk the life and health of their fellow Canadians. And my focus every step of the way and the primary responsibility of a prime minister is to keep Canadians safe and alive. 
<laughs> that's his job to keep him alive. Yeah, that, you've done a real good job at that. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, yeah. So here's uh, let's, do, let's turn to a couple of these here of actually what he said. Now this is it's not going to be as powerful because he's speaking French, right? If you had this in English, it would be even better. But it feels like he, it feels like he reserved this these particular comments for the French speaking audience because you don't then you don't don't get that sound bites so anyway, and it's subtitled here. But this is you know he called them uh, you know extremists and racists and all these things, right? Listen to this. Here. Oui. On va s'en sortir de cette pandémie par la vaccination. Puis on, si on en connaît tous des gens qui sont en train d'hésiter un petit peu, on va continuer d'essayer de les convaincre. Mais il y a aussi des gens qui sont farouchement opposés à la vaccination. Qui sont extrémistes. Qui croient pas dans They la science. They are extremists. Who do not believe in science. They are often, often misogynists. Uh, misogynists, often racist too. A sect, a small group of people who, who are taking up space. I think we call them names. So if you do the right thing, you get vaccinated. That's the point, right? Anyway, that's... That's why you can tell when he was answering that question. I didn't call him names. He was, like, even doubting himself. Like, did I call him names? He does it so much, he can't even remember. No, of course he can't remember. And I know there's there's worse clips than this. And this was just, like, a quick search in the kind of the database of saved clips that we played. Uh, But here's here's another one, right? Get vaccinated. In other words... Not getting vaccinated is not doing the right thing. That is an, an immediate negative connotation that you're not like a moral person. That means you're bad, right? That That's what it means. Listen to this here. When people see that we're in uh, lockdowns or serious public health restrictions right now because um, the risk posed to all of us by unvaccinated people, people get angry. And we have put forward many, many different measures to encourage, to reassure, to incentivize, to educate, to cajole, to coerce, to remind people that it's never too late to do the right thing. Do the right thing. Never too late to go and get your first dose of vaccine. I can tell you (laughs) that that frontline health worker who's giving you your first dose of the vaccine, even now in January 2022, will be immensely pleased to be able to give you that first dose of vaccine (laughs) even today because they'd much rather be giving you an injection of vaccine than intubating you in an ICU. We need to continue to do the right thing the way all Canadians or the vast majority of Canadians are. Keep each other safe. Make sure our country gets back to the things we love as quickly as possible. Or we'll beat you with a stick and close your bank accounts. Uh, pretty much. <sighs> yeah, I mean, he was... Um, remember those clips of where he's like super excited about getting the vax? I think he's talking to... Is he talking to kids or something that like that? With I remember the that. puppets? Remember that was one that, too? Was that him doing that? The puppet? Yeah, there the was puppet some show? puppet things. Let me see if this is the one. I, I one can't remember them. all of them, but uh, let me see if this is one of them. Uh, check this one out here. There we go. Getting that shot really was an Doesn't amazing it? feeling. It, it 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 hits you. <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> All right. Anyway, one more here from uh, Trudeau. Beloved Trudeau, uh, addressing the truckers in Canada because these are all related, right? Small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, uh, views uh, that they are expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science 
and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. Next question. Next question. Yeah. The Ferryman's Toll says the Emergency Alex, Measures hey. Act, previously War Measures Act, has yes, been used right. four times, World War One, Two, and in the 70s during violent Quebec separatist movement and because people drove trucks to Ottawa. Trudeau also <laughs> makes his drag race debut tonight. Oh, really? Oh, nice. He does. <clears throat> okay. Is I'm that... sure he does that <laughs> off hours quite a bit. I is don't that... think this is really going to be his first. It'll be his first public show. Is, is an actual he's he's dressing up in drag? Yeah, or is you it have day? to send us that. What was the what was the, uh, the picture there of the the guy being hauled behind the horse? Right, the, the, the keep drag races great. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, anyway, here he is where his brain is freezing up because he's been. I forget exactly what the question was here, but uh, well, let's check it out. Do you remember what you were referring to when you? St- here we go. Let's. Do you remember what you were referring to when you start talking about you shouldn't need more tools? Um. <laughs> I mean that whole question around that was a brain fart right there legality or illegality of the protest um, they didn't have uh, a permit to protest um, they never gets old making not, fun of this bag as long no. as they had um, they were illegally parked oh illegally parked Ooh. oh my god Oh, oh, the crime! Bring in the war measures. Bring out the emergency <laughs> measures act. Their truck was parked oh. illegally in front of a fire hydrant oh, or whatever. God. <laughs> well, you, you have this whole, or do you have another one there? You want to? Uh, uh, that's all right. I'll get to it. Okay. Um, there's this other, you know, the whole, uh, and this will kind of get us into Twitter here eventually. But like the the safe. Oh, we're not safe. It's always been that, right? With we're, we're unsafe. It's unsafe doing things that haven't been approved by science, right? So he was at the uh, B20, which is a business G20 version, I guess, right? The G20 meetings, you know about those. Now they call it the B20 because the business world, that's how they'll get all their shit through, right? That's that's what that is, corporate rule. Um, he was addressing this issue too of like what we need to do to stay safe on the internet and having a harassment-free uh, experience. Uh, bring in AI. Listen to this. Canada is leading on the responsible development and use of artificial intelligence. We're also undertaking major legislative reforms that will strengthen privacy protections for Canadians, including specific provisions to protect children. See, while always ensuring and defending free speech, we must make it clear that it cannot be okay to bully and attack people online. Free speech, but... Governments, (laughs) and especially big technology companies need to safeguard people's data and privacy and address online harassment and violence to ensure trust in technology. That's right. We can't have these trucker convoys organizing on the internet. We need artificial intelligence uh, to, to, to solve the problems for us, right? Uh, oh, and they'll try to do it too. Don't, uh, don't, uh, don't doubt a second that they won't. Uh, let me see here. Uh, suspend Greenblatt or busts uh, removed, says. I wonder what that was. Well, what that was removed for? I can't see your username. Anyway, th- uh, thank you. Appreciate that. It's kind of you. Mr. Wright over on Odyssey says, um, yeah, right. Let's see them stuff their grasshoppers for Thanksgiving. <laughs> there you go. Or st- yeah, stuff stuff the um, the whole, uh, what is that called? The Christmas sock? What do you call it in Engli- uh, English again? The, uh, the uh, Christmas stocking. Stocking. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. You just you Just uh, full of bugs, right? Could that be something for the kids? Full of bug burgers. Uh, Trucker Chris says, uh, happy Thanksgiving to all. Thank you. Appreciate that. And what else we have here? Um, Let me see if I can go to the side here. Yes, I can. 
Uh, Andromeda says, will a membership provide access to all channels, including Odyssey? You, um, are you talking about Odyssey, Odyssey membership to our channel? Well, that's only there. That's only like our channel on Odyssey where you get the members stuff uploaded. All the new stuff, and as we said, if you want back access, send us an email. We'll set up an account for you over on the Red Ice member side as well. Uh, but if you're asking of like, kind of, if they do like Rockfin does or something, no, I, I think they give you access to a low. Is it locals? You get access to like a bunch of different users. I think for the same the same membership price or something like that. Uh, <clears throat> but otherwise, um, uh, it, it, you get access to everything on Red Ice members.com. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it. Did you have any? Yeah, I want to get caught up here. Black Phillip yes. says, Happy Thanksgiving, Henrik and Lana. Thank you. What are your thoughts on the Moscow, Idaho murders? I heard they may be satanic in nature. Very scary. Also, the Balenciaga photo shoot is completely insane. Crazy. So, yeah. Moscow, it's crazy. We're getting different reports all the time about what actually happened. I know some people have been going down there and inter interviewing people. Moscow is, I mean, there's a university there, right? So, it's always... Wherever there's a university, it's always very liberal. And I have heard that there are drugs flowing around down there. <coughs> and there's, um, of course it is. And there's people <laughs> bringing everywhere. those drugs down there, and some of those people are not white. So maybe that is no. partially some of the reason why this isn't blowing up more in the press. They're not saying who's guilty for these uh, stabbings. There's something, something really off. off. We're not getting the, the true story. No. But it could be drug-related. It could be illegal alien-related. Uh, something went bad. And it's tragic. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what uh, it is that they're covering up. The, the, the kind of satanic or like ritual nature to the murder is kind of interesting. They tried to connect it to one similar, somewhat similar murder that happened in Oregon, I think, last year, where someone was stabbed while they were sleeping. I presume the person broke in or something. And they stabbed uh, both a, a man and a woman. The woman survived, the man did not. And for some reason now they're like, oh, they might be related. But I, I didn't hear any evidence for that. But I remember seeing a clip, this is like a, probably back in the maybe late 90s, judging from like the quality of the clip that I saw online, where some, uh, some now woman, but at the time younger girl, uh, talked about some satanic cult uh, further down south in Idaho, and she'd been kidnapped and sexually abused and molested and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it, and heck? it's not like, oh, it's Idaho. You know, this shit is everywhere. Of yeah. course, there's a bunch of psychos. I mean, we just, you know, what was the other? Uh, the, the, you had the Nexium cult, even the FTX thing seems to have been some like weirdo sex adjacent uh, cultish type. Yeah, there's thing, a lot right? of them. <laughs> there's a lot of those weird things out there. You know what I mean? Tons it's of them just, we don't even know about or hear about. Yeah, so. exactly. So, so I wouldn't be surprised. But now we're, we, we're following that to try to figure it out. But uh, e either it's a diversity or, or they're covering it up for some other yeah. reason. Yeah. I, and if it was satanic, I think that they would really want to get into that and talk about it, especially Idaho with the Idaho crowds, you know, yeah. the kinds of people to hear. President yeah. Obunga says media kvetching over Trump's dinner with Kanye and uh, Nick. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, Trump now says he knew nothing about Fuentes. You send a link in another that's what I'm, pu I'm pulling that up. Yeah, yeah, Trump says he knew nothing about Holocaust denier who dined with him. Like, how does he just <laughs> dine with people and not know anything about their history? What, what I if do, just, but I, how about, I, like, I love that it's What that if he just said, do I just don't care? What if he said, oh, so? <laughs> That'll never happen, of course. We know that. Well, may, maybe. Okay, so let me do this. This is what's, this is so fascinating with this, uh, what do we call this? A, a crossover, <laughs> I guess, to a certain extent, right? That's what's so fascinating about this because, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, Fuentes at least traditionally have been, of course, you know, critic of, of what Zionism, right, and, and Israel or whatever, but he seems to be looking the other way for some of this, especially when it comes to someone like Trump, right? Uh, you know, and it, despite the fact that it's like maybe a little complaints here and that, uh, it's not strong enough. 
Trump mentioned, listen to this here, regarding the fact that he was like... Trump doesn't know much of anything, does he? He's always in these situations where, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know that they took over our country decades ago. Well, he said, remember he said it was horrible that uh, Israel had lost so much power now over the Senate. Right? Remember? He said they used to control everything. He can know some things and then just be a total idiot on some other things. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's yeah. Anyway, so, so these people at uh, an event asked him about this, right? You're going to be let back on, maybe you'll be let back on Twitter. And of course, he has been, but he hasn't tweeted since then. But this is what he says regarding, I played it Wednesday, but just because it fits this topic here, so I might as well play it now. Listen to what he answered regarding like what the difference is between, and he almost says Trump social in the beginning. And of course, it's truth social, right? Truth social you know, his web, yeah, my website, um, check out his answer here of why Truth Social is so much better than Twitter. Well, I like that he bought it. I've always liked him. I got along Speaking with him very Elon well Musk here. Uh, during my days as president and I got to know him pretty well. Uh, but I do like him. I've, I've always really, you know, he's a, he's a character and uh, I tend to like characters, but he's smart. Uh, he did put up a poll and I hear it's very overwhelming, very strong, but I have something called Trump. If you look, it's Trump-owned, but it's, uh, it's really fantastic. Social. Truth Social. <laughs> and Truth, Truth Social, social. Uh, is is through the roof. It's doing phenomenally well. The press needs to talk about true. it, no. but it's doing phenomenally well. I think engagement is much better than it is with Twitter. And it's uh, taking care of voices that really want to be taken care of and really smart voices, brilliant voices, voices that in many cases are both sides. But I can tell you there's a lot of voice for Israel, a lot of power for Israel Uh in Truth Social. The uh, Zionist Social. So that's, that's, that's what that I'm a, is. So I'm a little, uh, this, this, this crossover here is a... Yeah, let me read this hmm. from Black Phillip real quick. It says, Henrik Alana, thoughts on the Milo Kanye Fuentes Trinity <laughs> meeting with well, the Orange Man. Know, Milo yeah. is a known fed and has been backed by the Mercers for years now. They trying to contain Kanye? Well, immediately, I think, like, worm tongue. Also, <laughs> also, Kanye, like, he's rich, he's famous, he's the center of attention. And some of these people, pardon my language, are just, like, star fuckers. You know what I mean? They want to, like, climb their way. Oh, my God, he's the center of attention now let's get in there and let's get in that let's get in that photo op and let's get in the news and it's like they they don't really seem to care about changing things it's more about just like being seen and being known uh yeah it's possible i I just you know kanye talked about his um his handler right before uh, who was Jewish, right? The Canadian guy. He was like the one who sent them these texts and threatening him. We'll have you, in car, you know, locked in in some institution. He'll take your kids or whatever. And so he jumps from that over to like <clears throat> kind of a, a, a Milo guy, which <laughs> we'll talk about it more on the Weekend Warrior show because I had some stuff on it, but I didn't get everything prepared. But there's this bizarre clip when you see uh, Milo, like he he look. Standing like this in front of Kanye, like this, and there's like this weird eyeball <laughs> movement and stuff. It's like I don't know what the hell's going on here, but He's this just is grifted <laughs> so <laughs> much. How can you trust this good. guy? And we'll we'll play. So we'll play it in the Weekend Warrior show. But yeah, we have some comments. One on day that, he's gay and race mixing, taking it up the rear. The other, he's like a good Catholic boy and denouncing that. And well, like, what are you, man? <laughs> what whatever, are you? whatever he needs to be. That's what I mean. That's why you never can trust the guy. And then, of course, you know, he was an informant. Yeah, there's those FBI connections. He's Mm -hmm. just dodgy. You know, Mm -hmm. you just can't trust him. And then so you just immediately I'm like, what he's trying to get in there. I'll tell you this much. It it feels you have like you have your box over here, obviously, which is like mainstream stuff. Right. But 
it's very important to the overall establishment to have another box over here, right? So that if you're if you're discontent content with box A, we, you feed into box A uh, what your alternatives or options are to get out of box A. Uh, and that's box B <laughs> over here that you can get in there. And if it, you know, we'll see, I mean, I think I, very much Elon, I feel in the same way there, right? Like if you look, his long-term goals is like we need a carbon tax and we're going to have AI and we're well, going to have Well, he thinks he can have all that without being woke. Like he right. said that many times. I'm not left. I'm not right. I'm just anti-woke culture. It's gotten out of hand and we have to put a stop to it. So <clears throat> he wants like that transhumanist future and all that just with free speech right. <laughs> but you can't have like constant surveillance and uh, mm-hmm. free speech that, that like doesn't really go together no. yeah <laughs> you, as usual it's like it's too early to tell i guess that's the uh, that's the, that's the reply but uh, <clears throat> su- 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 suspicious right <laughs> anyway so speaking of uh twitter here let's talk about this uh financial times reported that twitter is closing its br- uh, its brussels office uh, which uh, Financial Times claims prompts online safety fears. Remember, like, uh, what was it over the, was it over the weekend? CBS News or something like that. We, we've halted our posting on Twitter because we it's it's too dangerous right now or something like that. It's like completely dumb and gay. And then it picked it picked it up again after three days later or something. Oh, we did an investigation. It's it's okay for now to keep posting on Twitter. So we'll see. I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they, they they they'll burn this to the ground if they have to just to kind of stick it to Elon and and as I said even though it's it's a, a later it's an overlap high high up with an Elon to to the rest of the establishment they seem not to be able to focus on 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 that they they, they just can see the short term what's in front of their nose and they if they don't like it they they freak out until they get what they want um, I'm saying. Long term, I think they have an ally in someone like Musk, but but short term, maybe not. We'll see. We'll so, let him prove you know. himself, huh? We'll yeah, I mean, b- big. I mean, generally, we know that like <clears throat> this trend with Elon and Kanye. Yeah, sure, they're not like our guys or whatever, but it's 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 still a positive. It's still a plus. I'm saying right? it's very it's very low end crazy lunatic mm-hmm. liberals that are screaming the loudest about this, and like although that's fun. They're obviously not the people in charge. You know what I mean? They're, it's a, it's a kind of an easy distra- It's a very noisy and it's very loud and it has blue hair and it screams a lot. You know what I mean? And that's fun to see those hogs like go off like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like, but it's not really like this is not this is not our enemies really. It's just a this is like a roadblock that's just put in your way. It's like a big ass that's just like get let me through. I just need to you know get by here so we can like get, get to what's important. It's fun watching them. It is. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm saying short, I'll it. take it. It's it's fun, you know what I mean. But it's not like the big the big problem, obviously. You know what I mean? Ferryman's uh, tool says Antifa is threatening to burn down Tesla dealerships tonight <laughs> because Musk is banning their accounts for promoting yeah pedophilia and violence. I, they don't I, get irony. I yeah, saw some of that. Amazing. Have, they're owning. Yep. They're owning pedophilia. You know, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, here's uh, <clears throat> Matt Binder. Now he's uh, he's <laughs> he's the one who sits in with. Uh, uh, Sam Cedar, right? The, oh, the, I can't the, stand that guy. He, yeah. He was complaining about me once. The old uh, grouchy yeah. Jew, right? Um, so Matt Binder, he said here uh, regarding a tweet where uh, Ramsey Paul said, uh, Twitter is reportedly nuking pedo accounts. This oh. is eliminating much of Antifa Twitter. And so Elon Musk replied to that. Good for him. Removing child exploitation is priority number one. Please reply in the comments if you see anything that Twitter needs to address. And I talked this talked about this um, Wednesday too, that, you know, 
Twitter has had a pedophile problem, but they, they actually use it as a kind of a marketplace. They have hashtags where they, they, they're not making the exchange of money over Twitter, I think, but they're like advertising it on Twitter. And I've never, I will never look at one of these hashtags. I don't even know what they are, but yeah. but allegedly this is like a problem that's been going on for years and years and years on the platform. Yeah, they like, use all these social, uh, Facebook too is full of it. Hey, that's what my point here. TikTok has a massive problem with this. Facebook, but again, what what have we seen with the big, uh, big uh, focus over the last few years? Well, it's been like mega conservatives or white nationalists or, you know, so-called racists or something like talking that. Talking right? about like the, the pedophile problem has been right-wing extremism yeah. talking about that. Well, also Elon Musk, he has 10 children, by Good the way. Good for him, yeah. So, you know. How many with the crazy commie bitch? I think two. Okay. They had twins Maybe it was like some something. numbers or but something. But they're not the, together the anymore. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Matt Bender here. So he replied to that, right? A lot going on here, but uh, just need to point out that the supposedly neutral Elon Musk is affirmatively replying to a white nationalist <laughs> who is smearing anti-fascists as pedophiles. Well, well they are. <laughs> well, well, how if... <laughs> many of them have been arrested now for you know yeah. trying to go after little kids? There's been quite a few now. And if they're not, if they're not like, and uh, they defend it all the time, just straight out in the open pedos. Then they're like, they're like perverts, or they, or they, you know, they they grope women, or she, you know, stuff like that. That's like the no, the norm for these kinds of guys. Yeah. Anyway, so so my point is, they're big mad, and and that's fun to watch. But these are just like this. This is a a, a loud uh, a hog farm that's like you know <laughs> going into choir mode right now. We'll see what happens. What comes in? As I said, I think that they they'll probably. They'll probably, you know, willingly burn down Twitter before they actually. I mean, I'm saying they'll jump. Sh they're talking about all these other. Oh, it gets to Mastodon, and there was some other that uh, the the even Kara Swisher, the the lesbian mm, tech yeah. woman. Oh, yeah. She's been on every goddamn mainstream news uh, uh, channel recently and talked about where where do we go? What what does Elon want? What do we do? It used to be their platform. That's the thing. That this is how they organize. This is how they spread. Um, you know, send out their other messages people shut down, and stuff. Sure, take yep. down their YouTubes and bank accounts yep. and all that. They're doing their brigading on Twitter and mm. stuff like that. And if this means that they're losing that as a power, that's a, that is actually for them. And I'm not saying they're they're the ultimate people in charge here, but I'm saying for them that is a big deal. And so they're willing to to you know crash and burn basically. Uh, speaking of that, yeah, I'll go, go Black ahead, Phillips says, since Elon responded to Ramsey Paul, mainstream media is kvetching. I think Elon yeah. is becoming red-pilled slowly going through the content mm -hmm. that has been banned. I hope so. I hope so, yeah. This has happened before with uh, Facebook mods. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of getting oh, circling yeah. around yeah. those circles. Why are these people being banned? What are, they said that they were going to look at it, look at who, people have been banned, uh, requesting to come back on a case-by-case -case basis, right? Yeah. So so hopefully yep. it's kind of like the content monitor uh, screeners right at Facebook who were getting red-pilled slowly when they're having to watch stuff Remember right? those stories see if we covered? the guidelines yeah fascinating like how they, they just by memes alone they were like completely uh red pills some of these broke people. the spell you and, know and again why i'm serious about this like why do you think they're so concerned with their just being in an inch of uh, like material getting out that they can't it's, it's like, like if you know, only we could red pill the richest man on the planet <laughs> if only well he's not the richest one anymore <laughs> no, not anymore but yeah. like one of them right you know right of course well this is the thing right we talked about the greenblatt stuff the idea that, i mean that's pretty obviously adl is that they're a bigger player you know as opposed to just some crazy uh, liberals uh, although they're also crazy liberals, but I'm saying, you know, they're a bigger player and he must, he needs to take that fight seriously. And I'm not sure, just like Trump, like, do you actually know what you're getting into here or like how vengeful they are and how much power they actually wield? You know what I mean? Yeah, they so can we'll be naive happens, about that. You know? And the thing with Elon, we have, we have to remember when it comes to the race question, 
he's very, very wealthy. So he doesn't right. actually have to live in these uh, diverse areas. And, and so the people that he generally will socialize in his circle will be like, if there is diversity, other wealthy, you know, what Chinese or Indians or like a Kanye or something like that. It's mm. not the norm. So they're right. like, what are you talking about? It's great. It's fine. You know. Despite uh, they, being from South they, Africa. Yeah. Yes. Despite that. It's amazing. Despite an African-American. Uh, check out this former Twitter speaker, uh, wor uh, sp former Twitter worker speaks out. In her San Francisco home with some moral support from her dog Biscuit, Melissa Engel follows the rapid fire changes at her former employer. On the current path, I, I just, I'm really, really worried about <laughs> On November 12th, she learned she'd been let go first oh, by losing access to her accounts, then an email. She says other former full-time <laughs> employees have told her they had to sign an NDA to get their <gasps> severance benefits. Oh, no. But because she was a contract worker, that doesn't apply to her. So she's speaking out. I'm not given a severance package. I can't. They can't take that away Someone from me. Someone give me money now for my situation. The layoffs followed by an employee exodus came just days before Elon yeah, Musk reinstated <laughs> former President Donald Trump's account Saturday evening. Cal State East Bay professor Grant Kean says the move appears strategic. Um, he gets to say that he's um, rescuing democracy and. It that's what you guys say all the time. I was going to say because that's your line usually. They right? literally are murder. They can murder people and imprison them forever and torture them in prison. And say we're saving democracy. Oh yeah, by 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 banning all these horrible people, they can always take the moral high ground here, right? That's that's also disgusting. Certain type of political discourse on Twitter. Ooh. Even while it, this, it, I'm telling you, it's very dangerous. To what them. are you so afraid of? What about everyone's voice being heard? Isn't that the whole no, point of democracy? No, no. They, they they accurately know how powerful even yeah. a, a little bit of truth because they know be. they're they, full of shit. That's why. Exactly. That's just it. Uh, they're very well aware of that, and that's why they have to keep the lid on. And and the thing too is that that tactic never succeeds you mm -mm. can never keep everything uh, you know out of uh, no. public view right no. all the time they, they, and yeah i mean look they're seeking to do it with ai as, as uh, even justin trudeau said right they're like we'll find all these methods and somehow we'll control everything and it'll be like uh, artificial intelligence and blockchain and you know <laughs> but you're never gonna do it you know not gonna happen it overshadows for the moment some of the um really tough news that people at Twitter have had in the past couple of weeks. While the focus might be on Trump's account now, Kian notes that the absence of employees like Engel who checked content will shape users' experience. I'm sure this tranny, yeah, the tranny's job was very, yeah, very important. Going to be felt. Just over fall apart time, with these things build up and the site will become <laughs> more abusive, oh, more extreme, and less reliable over time. Yeah. Oh, it's funny, we get, someone pointed that out like, He's fired like almost half of them, and the side is like going as usual. Like, what were they actually yeah. doing here? You know, what that's I mean? just it. He's, it's like it's they're a waste of space. Yeah. A lot of them. But then he they were did, looking around for mean comments. That's what they were doing. But then he he did. Let me see if I did. I retweet that. Then he does do dumb shit. Like, oh, maybe I didn't get that out here. Uh, yeah, here's the amnesty, general amnesty to suspended accounts, right? So I mean, that's 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 good, right? But then, yeah, I don't like that he didn't. He's like dismissed Alex Jones. I, I guess what was it you read? The um, Holocaust denials, 9/11. What was the other? Yeah, one? What someone was it you said had again? sent. There, so you can Say, complain about. Uh, I'll, I'll try and find it, but you can complain like about a tweet. Yeah. yeah, when you report them, and you can you know check the the box of certain categories, and one of those was like denying the Holocaust, Sandy Hook, and uh, violence during 9/11. Yeah. 
Oh, like so it, wasn't it something that, it, that it had happened or something like that, right? Yeah. Like, but no one's denying that they're not saying people didn't die. It's just well, who was behind 9 11. Of course, this is, a, this is a misrepresentation, right? It's the same thing with like so, supposed Holocaust denial. Like, if you get into a debate of like, I personally don't believe it was exactly uh, 6 million and the way they died was probably not what they say it was. They're, oh my God, is it? you know. But here it is. So, so here you have, it is. I'll put it in. Okay, the yeah, share that. But here's another one like that, right? Elon Musk here says November 23rd, hate speech impressions down by one third from pre-spike levels. Congrats to Twitter tri- team. And it's, it's like, all right, like, what, what, how do you define this? Can we get, you know, can we get a list of what you think that is or whatever? It's a very dumb and shallow way of, of dealing with these problems. And you'd think a guy like this would be more kind of, I get better with this or nuanced or even being able to point out that like, yeah, it's true. They, you know, speech that they hate, they uh, classify as hate speech, hate speech just to get it censored. Well, right? I guess he needs to be educated on a couple of these topics. Here. Yeah. yeah. So here's one of them. Denying a, so you, if you report a tweet, denying a violent event such as Handy, Handy, Handy Shook, the, the Holocaust and September 11th attacks. Uh, I did see that. I thought I had uh, scrubbed some older tweets, and apparently that was successful. Someone's combing through them all, Someone aren't they? Someone was mass reporting uh, three links that I linked up back into like 2014, 2015 with a few guests that addressing you know How the pathetic. forbidden topic of World War II and the Holocaust, I and they imagine. reported those like. And they, and they were they were not seen as violating Twitter terms of oh, service. Like, yes. How pathetic <laughs> is that person? I'm gonna go through and look at, well, look at all the tweets right I don't of like. Of course, yeah. You know, I wonder who that can be. What a pathetic life that person has. Yep. Jeez. All right. Back to our uh, everyone's favorite. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Hitler surrogate here, Klaus, Klaus Schwab. Let's play this. But I mean, it doesn't mean he's not. He's uh, a Nazi, a, according an, to an the asshole. Merchant, yeah, right? I know exactly. Um, but anyway, so this is what I said here regarding uh, re restructuring our entire world, wasn't this? Of course, if you look at all the challenges, we can speak about the multi-crisis, an economic, a political, a social, an ecological, an institutional crisis. But actually, what we have to confront is a deep, systemic, and structural restructuring of our world. And this will take some time. And the world will look differently after we have gone through this transition process. After I'm done with her, she will will have a new one ripped on the side. (laughs) Politically, the driving forces for this political transformation, of course, is the transition into a multipolar world, which has... Very, very important point. I've talked about that in the Weekend Warrior show and some other streams we've done, but that's a very... He's, 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 he's right, you know, like he's not that he's uh, right ideologically, but I'm saying he's right that this is what they're working towards absolutely 100%. They're decentralizing the new world order and they're creating like a, a new one that's basically like portioned up. So if one of the nodes fail, all the other ones can continue, even exactly. if that's temporarily, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's. Yeah, decentralizing their new world order, yes. basically. Yeah, let's keep going. Tendency to make our world much more fragmented. And for this reasons, Events like this one, the G20, 
and so on are the very important connectors to avoid a too great segmentation. <clears throat> All right, very low clip there, to be honest. But um, yes, so they had their B20. We played a clip with Justin there before. And it reminded me of this one I came across. It's actually an ABC News report back from 1989, where they're trying to explain what the world will be like. You're watching, you know, Klaus Schwab's image here uh, of 2039. So I guess it's technically nine years after their great, uh, you know, Agenda 2030 goal that they've set up here. Uh, but check out this clip. It's kind of interesting. Uh, there's some things, of course, that are completely off. Uh, but something are completely spot on when it comes to like surveillance and stuff, and they express they explain it as a nightmarish landscape. Listen to this. A retinal identification check is required to proceed. Retinal. You won't need identity cards in 2039. Your eyes, your voice, even your genetic code DNA will be used to prove who you are. Already, investigators are tracking suspects through the tiniest traces of skin or blood left at a crime scene. 50 years from now, the authorities will be able to monitor you from birth. I think we'll see biological loyalty oaths where extensive analysis of your physiological system will be done to determine your drug status, your psychological status, and perhaps even your tendency to engage in certain kinds of uh, deviant or illegal forms of behavior. The most uh, serious and depressing problem will be that uh, the freedoms that we've once uh, enjoyed and become accustomed to as American citizens will no longer uh, be there for us. With our genetic histories recorded, she. our conversations overheard, our financial records stored in computer files, the very idea of privacy may disappear. And in our struggle against a rising tide of crime, society may go one step further. Watch for a man running through the streets. Well, that happened during COVID, right? There. Yep, exactly. Calling all citizens. This is City Probe Scanner. We've run across some illegal sexual activity. Thank you for okay. your assistance. I'm mean, just going to pause there. That uh, turned out to be completely off, right? The, now they're actually like encouraging over you know, like sexual yeah, activity they were like and stuff. And actually complaining I think about illegal sexual activity. Yeah, they, 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 they're, like, they're doing. They're taking a clip from from THX uh, 1138. Although long That's term, right. you know what I say? I'll say this. Speaking of that, they're using sex promiscuity and these things now to break down society and, as a corrosive force. But eventually, I could I could see that they might. Uh, in some capacity, like outlawed, it would be like it would just be digital or something. Like what was that? Uh, Universal Soldiers or which one was it? Remember that they put on a helmet yeah. and like had sex you know, for your like, safety, is yeah. a health crisis, diseases or whatever. Exactly, right? so because ultimately you have to go into they, the virtual world now. It's just another way to yeah. control people, right? They've always used sex to control. People. You, you don't want to have anybody just making babies. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. so, it's soon. Eventually, that that's probably going to happen. But anyway, just uh, last portion of this clip. Here. In crime prevention. It's quite possible that we uh, will move towards a society where we are told it's an aspect Tell us, uh, Gary Marks. of good citizenship to watch our neighbors, to watch our family members. So perhaps that's literally happening right now, as you said, too. 
Remember that all the the oh my uncle is like he's a crazy uh, Republican, right? Can we can we report him to the authorities and FBI? Right? The people that you live with uh, would be watching you. Your office mates would be watching you. The taxi driver would be watching you. There will be no place to hide. There will be no place to escape your past. Ugh. When technology defines your identity, are they against it's that or for it? Much more difficult just to forget. I, back when they then, made they're this, against it. Yeah, they're back then. It, but think, now yeah. that uh, they've completely hijacked it like the one political side is completely hijacked it now they love it now it's right? good exactly and start over you don't really have that option have hair. anymore nice 89 baby <laughs> a child born today will be 50 years old in 2039 his world then will be shaped not only by the technologies we are now creating but by how we decide to use them all right <clears throat> There you go. A warning. Back well, then, what happened? Nothing. <laughs> That's the thing. Mainstream well, news of back that, then. Uh, now it's a conspiracy theory. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, showing that black baby. Now they're talking about uh, d- keeping DNA profiles. Police mm-hmm. having that is racist because they're able to uh, pin it on some of these crimes of find. Right, right. So we'll only be white black people Black perps, have those, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. That's basically where it's going. Yeah. All right. So we have the Walmart shooter here, too, which uh, kind of uh, eerily went a little silent when they found out who it was. So it was a guy in Virginia. Uh, what was it again? Uh, Virginia, uh, Chesapeake. That's right, Chesapeake, Virginia. And apparently, he turned on his uh, Walmart co-workers. I want to play a little bit of a segment in the middle of this clip here. Check it out. But his final weeks on the job may offer the clearest picture yet of what caused him to lash out at the other Walmart employees. The search for answers in the mass shooting in Chesapeake, Virginia, continued as investigators combed through evidence at the Walmart and at the home of Andre Bing. He has a he has a great uh, narrator oh voice. Gosh! And so, as you can see here, politics yep, he's black. and race he's uh, black. quickly left black. Uh, the media cover uh, conversation. Police say 31-year-old Bing, a store manager, opened fire in the Walmart, like very killing six and, and injuring sane. seven yes. before turning the gun on himself. Multiple media reports say Bing's phone contained notes complaining about his job and harassment from his co-workers. All of the dead were store employees. Police yeah, have got some blacks the in six there. victims since he is a minor. 22-year-old Tynika Johnson was described by her friend as one of the most loving people you could ever meet. I just wish that I could just bring her back. Because, you know, like... They're laughing or crying. She didn't deserve that. Brian Pendleton was the night custodian. His brother said that he was someone with a big heart for anybody they that needed help. They always say this, don't they? Sarah Stone yeah. Walker was among the seven injured, a mother of three. But he was white. She was white, so let's not talk about yeah. her. Anyway, we don't play. You know, they go through this here. But, of course, immediately it's, you know, gun reform, right? Biden calls for gun. Actually, let's listen to what he said there. Didn't I, this guy have a manifesto, too? I mean, they always have manifestos, don't they? Yeah, uh, no, I don't think so. This is the thing. It was literally just like a work thing, right? But my point too is, if this was a white, a guy, white guy that just went postal, killed been, people, you know, killed himself, white supremacy is yes. a problem. What's driving these people? Yes. But now that immediately is dropped, right here. Let me see if Biden said anything here. Years. President Biden today called for stronger gun control measures, vowing to push for... Is it the same that yeah, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah, I was just going to say. Maybe? It sounds like he's called. got yeah. that. It's like uncomfortable listening to it. It sounds like it's very difficult. Like it's you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's cutting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An assault weapons ban. The idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. Wow. It's just sick. 
in Colorado. But the military, am I right? Yeah. Got to have them there. And, of course, down in Colorado, and we'll get to that in a little bit here, too, because that's just weird, right? That whole story covered it Wednesday. But uh, here's AP. Emboldened Biden, Dems push ban on so-called assault weapons. They do at this, least like, they every said week. so-called in the title. Good for them for at least doing that, because usually they don't. Um, uh, when President Biden speaks about the scourge of gun violence, his go-to answer is to zero in on so-called assault weapons. America has heard it hundreds of times, including this week, after shootings in Colorado and Virginia. So it's like they, they flip the switch back on, like the mass shooter switch is back on. And uh, th that serves the purpose now, right? Um, the president wants to sign into law a ban on high-powered guns that have the capacity to kill many people very quickly. Yeah, because a car certainly doesn't have the, you know, means to do that, right? <laughs> or what a flame or the jab or, or prescription pills, prescription kill pills, prescription kills, prescription pills kill more people than guns every year. Mm -hmm. you know this. That's right. So yeah, so a play, one of the funniest uh, clips I've seen in a while was the father of the guy at the cl uh, club queue in Colorado Springs, right? That had uh, uh, gone in there and shot up a, a bunch of people allegedly. Queue for queer uh, or what? Anderson Lee Aldrich, uh, his dad. It's up on our website now, so I'm going to complain. So one of the most amazing stuff I've, I've seen. And my point a little bit is that, like, sure, okay, sure, maybe all of this is organic, but the point is the family had had a history of problems from drugs to problems with law enforcement. They were known by the police. Essentially, it checks all the boxes of like someone you would use in order to, you know, uh, groom someone essentially, right, in into going somewhere and shooting something up for, again, for political purposes, for gun control purposes and so much more, right? Uh, he identified, though, as uh, non-binary, which, uh, <laughs> you know, Okay, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, okay, is this an issue now then? Do, do we need to investigate well, mental illness in relation to that? You know what I mean? There's so many other questions you could ask And there. also, were they taking any uh, hormone drugs? That's always a question. Yep. But um, the other one was, it reminded me of Holmes, the so-called, I think that was the, the Batman shooter, right? In, uh, wasn't that Colorado, Colorado too? I think, yeah. I think, wasn't that Aurora? Aurora, Colorado. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And remember how dazed and, and weird he was in the courtroom? It was a completely gone. Remember? Yeah. And it was some weird link to one of his, was it one of his classmates or was it him himself that had done like research on like time travel or something like that? I mean, it was like, it sounds weird, but like this. Yeah, some weird psych experiments. Yeah, like too. some weird, like some super weird uh, time uh, uh, displacement uh, experiment. I forget all the details. And of course, he was on antidepressants too. Like right, SSRIs. So many of them are. Of course, that, that never comes up. Like, what are we doing about the big pharma role and all of this, right? But anyway, just look how, how Anderson Lee Aldrich uh, looks in in court here. This is quite something. We'll call 22 CR 6008 People v. Anderson Aldrich. As a procedural matter, the court entered an order this morning allowing recording of the video feed from today's hearing. However, I want to make it extremely clear to everyone that is present in this courtroom currently and everyone who is present in the auxiliary courtroom that there is no photography he looks like he's in good shape down there in the corner. The guy there, in huh? the yellow. The yellow. Photography Holy allowed God, in the vegetable. There is no tweeting allowed totally in the courtroom. Drug. There are no videos to be taken while we are in session today. If someone is found to be in violation of this order, you will be immediately expelled from the courtroom and could face consequences, oh, including right contempt now. of yes. court. <laughs> 
That's just so weird. Please turn off your cell phones and put them away at this time. That was very important to them for some reason. No independent uh, video of this. Here. Would the parties enter their appearances, please? May it please the court, uh, Michael Allen and Jennifer Veeman for the people of the state of Colorado. Good morning. Defense. Does Good morning, Joseph Sunday morning. Officer of the Colorado State Public Defender on behalf of the defendant. Good morning. Could the defendant please state his name? Check this out. Look, the, look how they have to handle him here now. Look at this. Oh my God. Anderson Aldrich, did you watch the video concerning your constitutional rights in this case? <laughs> Do yeah, you have totally any questions out. about those rights? Oh my, god. oh my god the court finds that anderson aldrich appears in custody for video uh, advice is he gonna claim insanity or something i don't know wouldn't you wouldn't the judge be like clearly this defendant is not in his right no. mind space we can't continue they don't with care. this or he's gonna mm. need a, he's a ward of the court or so, you know like something i will start but i i just think it's fascinating <laughs> that like this is like a, a textbook, like kind of mind control, you know what I mean, yeah. if you will. And, and, and his dad was like high on meth, completely strung trouble. out. I mean, very troubled. What usually happens is they approach a family that that, that you can use uh, a daughter or son, uh, most often, of course, a son in these relations uh, or the, in these situations. And they, they begin working with them. They they groom them, essentially, right? That's what they do. They, they coerce them into doing these kinds of things. Again, I can't prove that 100%, but I'm saying that it's just weird, right? Well, and also the more liberal things get, the more mentally sick people get, too. So that's, sure. even if it was completely organic, that's not a shocker either. Virginian no. Drifter says, Happy Friday, Henrik and Lana. The Chesapeake shooter shot up a Walmart just 10 minutes from my home. Whoops. Chesapeake, Virginia used to be considered a nice area when I was a kid, yeah. and now it's almost a no-go zone in some areas. It's yeah, incredible. sad to hear that. So I mean, that's why one of the reasons we left Virginia. Yep. Man. Come up to Northern Idaho. Yeah. Uh, everyone's Move. welcome. If Move. you can. Yep. We need more people, uh, good people around us. And even if you can't go to, uh, you know, th th there's a there's a wider uh, concentric uh, circle. Like, a ring, you know what I mean? Like, there's other outlying areas Parts that we Montana, need. We want to fill Wyoming, people with. Wyoming, you know I mean? Dakotas. So, yep. Yeah. Get out because this ship is going down. And it's just, I mean, it's up to you. It's like I said in the Amron speech. It's up to you when you want to get off, when you want to get in the lifeboats. But at some point, I... I just don't think this is gonna gonna work. <laughs> I just I just see no way. The rod is too deep, and it's too it, it, it's just too much. It's too many insane people, uh, it, it, you know, that have their fingers in this pie. And I'm not sure they're gonna we're gonna be able to fix that. You know what I mean? We need parallel structures and institutions and all of it. And uh, we're gonna need people to uh, to build it. You know? Correct. All right. Um, anyway, I don't think we ever watched the rest of that. Let me just x out here. <laughs> Disturbing. Yeah, he's completely gone. You know. Uh, and they have to handle him in this way, right? So, uh, what was the other one here? There was yeah, the, I don't uh, know who this guy is. Bryson. Yeah, it's Gray? the rapper. Like, okay. the, um, um, isn't he like uh, uh, like in, adjacent to Nick Fuentes a little bit? Or maybe it's wrong to say it. I don't know. Anyway, that, uh, anyway, go, go ahead. So there was someone on BBC in Scotland that invited him on. They said, "Hey, can you come on? Let's talk about Trump 2024." Uh, he posted the screenshots. Always enjoy having you on, man. Many thanks, Paul. He has the call, and then he brought up how Kanye made anti-Semitic remarks, and he said, "I don't understand what was anti-Semitic about it." And he said, "Kanye said the Jews own, you know." Black let's play it then. Let's, let's okay, play okay, okay, okay. But then we beat the punch. All right, all right. All right. Is that okay? <laughs> they, they just cut him off right after. Yeah, right after that. Ray joins me now on the line. Bryson, good evening to you. 
Hey, good good evening, man. How are you? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I think he's like a you know. I don't know. Maybe he's down some of the name, but he's an, he's a mad guy, like a Trump a black Trump a base black a base man. black guy. Okay. Right, right, exactly. Uh, and he might be great. I'm not saying shitting on him. I'm just saying that's what he's like. No, too bad. Thanks indeed for 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 joining us. I, I suppose I just wanted to to kick off by by getting your reaction. I suppose to uh, to Kanye. I suppose announcing that he will be running a, a, against Donald Trump. Um, I think it was. An exciting announcement. Um, let me tell you something. This is one of the, we're living in one of the craziest timelines in history. So even at the very least, this is like excitement and entertaining. So, so I like it. I mean, entertaining. I mean, this is someone who is, who is who really has made some some appalling remarks in in, in recent times. Um, so some this is this what is the Scottish uh, faggot is the, here. The Scott with the big balls right here. <laughs> Coming out just. What happened oh to these God. Scots? God, man. They, so were, uh, they were neutered. I'd say nearly as appalling as some of the remarks made by Donald Trump in recent years. I mean, are, uh, do, do you really think we will see either of these two men in the White House? Um, yes, I don't think the remarks were that uh, that appalling. I think people overhyped it. Ooh. I think we're living in a cancel culture. Uh, these, I mean, I don't even understand what he said. That could even be viewed as anti-Semitic, if I'm being honest. Um, mm. And... And, and of course, a lot of things Trump say, he has proven himself to be correct. Let me, uh, uh, as a white liberal, let me correct you there, black <laughs> time man. Out, time out, time <laughs> out. Uh, I mean, so, I suppose yeah. someone might might object to to him blaming the Jewish media and Jewish Zionists for numerous alleged mis. Why is it, is, it, is it correct or is it not? Yeah. So anyway, listen to the reply. Steed saying the Jewish people have owned the black voice, the Jewish community in the mu- music Dancing industry. They take us and milk us. I, to- I, I like that he's like he kind of he goes back and he clarifies each point that the the, the Jews have controlled the black voice. And he goes yeah, thanks for like thanks this. for letting us know. <laughs> we die. I mean, I mean th- th- those sound like anti-Semitic remarks to me. Well, it, it could sound that way, but the reality is all the major labels, because everybody knows there's major labels and there's the one labels under it. But every single, um, <clears throat> the big three record labels, they are all on, all owned by Jewish people, and um, they do. Okay, no, we'll have to we'll have to just uh, we'll have to just end. Uh, I think we'll, we'll just take a break uh, on that one. There, we do apologize uh, for the sentiments that were being expressed or be about oh to express. Oh my God, you are yeah, such yeah. a weak yeah, this, faggot. This is BBC for you. This God, is BBC. just go end yourself, you useless eater <laughs> oh my god we apologize can you to imagine anybody. being who, who exactly so are you apologizing here to? that you have to just deny something that's true you can't, that's, you can't, you can't even look no, at reality no, no. let's look at these record labels talk about let's this. just google their names real quick and let's just find out and fact check that no yeah. they never do that because the facts are it's hate facts you do you do not talk about fact talk I mean, that's, that's how it goes right <clears throat> you cannot god, address it it's, it's just, funny though yeah <laughs> It's amazing. I do yeah. like that it's it's catching on and there's a ripple effect, you know, but still. Yeah, yeah. God, that guy's such a faggot. Yep. <laughs> All right. What about this one here? Yeah, I just happened to see it. I didn't actually hear the clip, but uh, Forward is complaining and ADL is complaining. There's this 48-year-old New York Jew named Ari Schaefer who left the Orthodox community, uh, and he's you know, going off in his shtick, like making fun of Jews, how the Jewish God is obsessed with sex, like anal sex. And he spends uh, five minutes basically, uh, you know, making fun of Jewish rituals around menstruation and uh, masturbation. And he's made some Holocaust jokes and pushy Jew jokes. Like, for instance, he said, Jews are racist, but we don't see skin color. We see IQ and income level. 
Well, that's true, but IQ is tied to race, right? Uh, we're cheap, uh, well, but only compared to you guys. They definitely see race. We're not cheap <laughs> Listen, compared to Shime and Shlomo. I don't know. Uh, Goy is Yiddish for non-Jew. And just so you know, when you hear it, you think it's fun and friendly. It's not. They're shitting on your face. I like that he let people know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's just a bunch of other stuff. I didn't hear it because it was like an hour and 20 minutes, and I didn't want to hear Ari Schaefer's voice for an hour and 20 minutes. But <laughs> And there wasn't like a, a supercut version of it. Okay. But All right. Jonathan Greenblatt right away is kvetching about it. Uh, we can't let this comes on the heels of Dave Chappelle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't let this be a moral compass, and it's disturbing to see normalizing and uh, making it popular to, you know, be anti-Semitic and making fun of Jews and and uh, you know we're. He said, he said, why are Jewish sensitivities denied or diminished at almost yeah, every oh, turn? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's, yeah right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. Funny. And then so now donate here mm. because the ADL yeah. is on the front line. So you can't Jews. OK, we can't laugh at them. They mm. can't even laugh at themselves. Jews can't even make Jewish jokes, making fun of things that are funny because it's anti-Semitic and we're normalizing anti-Semitism and it's going to lead to the Holocaust. No, but here's the thing. If you don't let people joke around about you and poke fun about you, then the more they're not going to like you. It will create a huge wave of anti-Semitism if you're the one group that people can't like tell jokes about and have fun about. God, yeah, Greenblatt so, is like super uptight, but you know he sits back. I think back. that's great. I oh think yeah, that's great that oh yeah. You know, but you know he sits back with his buddies and he tells all these you know anti-white jokes, and I'm sure he's telling, well, telling black yeah, jokes. Well, yeah, of course, so many hates. But I, I'd, I'd say this. I'd say this about it. Uh, so this has had. Uh, 4.1 million views. He's making since it's money premi- too by this. Pre- uh, premiered uh, in November uh, November second. Um, he might be you know genuine or whatever. I'm not saying you know I don't know anything about this particular guy or whatever. But you also have to understand that it's very. Um, how do we put this? They've been very concerned recently about some of the comments made by celebrities and things like that, right? This so again, box A, box B. It's very important that you have someone there you can like have. You you make steam sure that the discontent valve. and the steam valve goes out through this channel, and it might very well be that our Shafir is that steam. Valve. I don't know how no. long he's been doing this shtick, right. though. It could mm-hmm. be before this whole Kanye thing. No, right. it, I'm sure it is. I'm not saying he showed up yesterday, but I'm just saying sometimes they – what I'm saying is it's better that it's a guy like this who obviously will at some point down the line have a dog in this fight as oh, opposed to someone who's an action outsider who actually views this a little bit differently. So I'm saying if this was really a problem and a danger to the establishment, it wouldn't have 4.1 million views on YouTube. That's all I'm saying. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, it could be really funny and stuff, right? We'll, we'll, we'll check it. But it's fascinating when these things show up and it's almost like – the attacks is a promotion also at the same time. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. This is. is the Streisand effect and all that. So it's like, oh, let's 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 talk about this guy now because that's exactly where they want you. Man, to But it also it does uh, it it is risky because then it mm-hmm. is true. People start telling Holocaust jokes again and, and then say, what's wrong? Why can't we so joke around about these Holocaust things? Jokes yeah, he does guy? some Holocaust jokes okay. as well. Right. And remember how many people have been banned for our Holocaust jokes? And then well, again, this guy can saying. sit there yeah. and do it. Yeah. yeah, but it's kind of bringing bringing that back a little bit about like, like why can't we laugh at some of these things and no. have fun poking fun? Why is this one group the one that can't? But of course, he's a Jew. He gets away with it. You know? Yep, one rule for them and another one for the rest of us, right? So anyway, the <laughs> But yeah, we'll see. We, maybe we'll um, we'll take a couple excerpts and we'll, we'll play it over the weekend show here or something like that. Right? That could be uh, that could be good. Um, so speaking of things, there are forbidden. Or do you have any uh, any ones you need to take? No, there? I'm no? caught up. You caught up? Okay. Check this out. This is fascinating. Uh, here's the Guardian, right? My beloved, the Guardian outlet here. 
Uh, so they're complaining that uh, author Graham Hancock, and of course we've had him on the show, I think, was it one time or two times? I forget. Yeah, a couple I times, and I looked times, a, yeah. a two or three times, and this was yeah. like a decade ago. You were way ahead on yeah. all this stuff. <laughs> it's always think? like, you're always like well, 10, 15, 20 years well, ahead now of it's mainstream. People. Now it's like Netflix specials that have the biggest yeah. views of any show. Now yeah. it's mainstream. This now, is all in the Red Ice archives, so folks. Like. I'm, so I'm saying like, <laughs> that's why, why do you think we're talking about now what we're talking about now? Yes. It's because this shit is going to be top of the fucking list. Listing 10 years from now. Five years from now. Anyway, Ancient Apocalypse is the most dangerous Dangerous. show on Netflix. Again, talk talk about Streisand effect, right? Is this going to help or put down? But regardless, a show with a truly preposterous theory is one of the streaming giant's biggest hits. And it seems to exist solely for conspiracy theorists. Why has this been allowed? He says it. What? They didn't run it through me and the Guardian. What is going on here? Why was this? They're even panicking heritage? over talking about ancient civilizations if it's not from their controlled point of view. It's outrageous. Talking about like cyclical apocalypses that you can clearly find in like the the, the record, essentially, right? Shits happen every eleven point five thousand years, roughly, or eleven, yeah, 11, twelve thousand years, let's say. And, uh, you know, Hancock, Bouval, there's a number of these people that cover this kind of stuff. And I, I think it's fascinating. It's very interesting, but it's not the most urgent thing. That's why we're not talking about the, these things right now. Uh, we need to save our people first. Then we can go back and talk about, like, who built civilization and what's what's these uh, actual resets about and all that stuff. It's it's good and, and, and fun, right? But it, I'm telling you, it, it's it's got to be this again, that one thing always leads to another another and if you begin questioning just a history whatever angle of this Anything. the 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 mainstream kind of edifice that's been put in front of us if you begin to question just a, a corner of it you will eventually begin to ask other questions what what is that about what is it it's about you know some of this stuff can break open your mind you know and that's why they're so freaked out about it and that's why we said it won't end with race it won't end with the vaccine it won't end with talking about uh, russia and ukraine and now it's like ancient apocalypses and ancient civilizations if you don't talk about it from our point of view because we know for a fact this is what happened in ancient times you know this is it's nuts so and you and you know it's always this kind of spin too of like well we don't know who built the pyramids or what what what's Angkor Wat about maybe it wasn't whatever. brown people that built it <laughs> you know, right it's always that like white supremacists believe that uh, there were white people in America before Columbus oi oi vey you know kind of thing and it's like well there, of course there are were you know right? we can talk yeah. about some of that later on if we have time for today. Um, but no, so this is this is very problem for them. And the uh, thing, and the thing is, um, Graham Hancock, he's done some great work on ancient civilizations and stuff, but he doesn't share our view politically about um, saving Western civilization. No, no, of course, of course not. No, no, he's not there at all. At all. Um, but even even still, he's. A I think he married a Sri Lankan lady, yeah. and he's not. He's many times Graham, Graham Hancock has put down Anglo society. Yeah, the white people blaming them and all that stuff. Yes. But again, that's why that that is not what it is about all the time, right? In that sense, from their point of view, this is about um, you kind of lifting that, that veil a little bit and then see what's what's behind the curtain. And once you do that, you get a curiosity, you get a taste for more. You're being questioning anything, and uh, well, you just might find yourself not trusting anything we're being told historically. And in fact, you can also see that all the bullshit that they're pushing on us are, are things that are actually detrimental to us and they can't have a majority of people having those views right uh, i, I yeah. it's encouraging though that mm-hmm. people are this is what they're interested in they want things that are outside the box things that aren't mainstream they want to hear new and different uh 
ideas and other points of view. They're sick and tired of all this mainstream crap, yeah. this official crap that's shoved down their throat all the time. Yeah. People, they want something fresh and exciting and new and, and truly different, you know, and it's not yep. transsexuals. No, and that's, um, and this is like old school stuff, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. new to a lot of people. They just, I mean, they discovered this five minutes ago, so, so it's great that they're doing it. Uh, Tomcat Smith, 1975, over on Rumble. I think this was a, a little while ago, so sorry for being late on this one. But uh, uh, Hail Ice, best broadcast on the web today. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate your support. Good to have you along for the ride Let's uh, let's talk about the um, the other ultra, the uh, bank yeah, option there so, too. By the way, uh, a friend sent me a link to Glorify, which was this. I believe they're Christian, but they were uh, they started their own bank for people who have been uh, banned and had rep- reputational attacks and all that as an alternative, like a credit union. Hey, join this. You can have a checking account, a savings account, uh, get credit card processing going and all this. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll check in. I actually had a, a window up for them. I've been meaning to look into it a little more. And then I went today. And I was like, well, would you look at that? It says, uh, recently, Glorify has experienced a series of financial challenges related to, well, startup mistakes, reputation attacks, the declining economy, and multiple negative media stories. As a result of developments to last week's whatever uh, news and leadership, came to the heartbreaking conclusion that we need to wind down the company's operation. Effect mm-hmm. immediately, we began the process of helping our customers resolve their accounts. So basically, they got New attacked. Options. Yeah. They, um, yeah, all these negative media stories. Someone was making calls, shut them down, yeah. uh, blacklist these people, whatever. So, going down. And this like is, this is uh, this is this is always what's happening, right? People yeah. are like, okay, let's start our own bank. Yeah. And then they learn like, oh, it's a it's a cabal, and and also if you're not approved by this cabal, then they're going to come after you, right? Oh, yeah, the well, whole network. Absolutely. I mean, and and again, that's why like uh, as soon as you have. They're very afraid of like financial options, right? That's one of the biggest problems uh, for them. And they, they, this is one they really want to lock lock down, right? If you if you know what I mean, right? They 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 need uh, these uh, the the central bank digital currencies. Obviously, that's going to be very important for them. Uh, and was it the New York uh, Federal Reserve recently started like a twelve week program? Uh, do you have a screenshot on that? Yes, I do. Uh, 12-week trial, right? A digital dollar pilot, they said. But that's that is where they go. They're going to design us out of the system. And when I say us, I mean anybody on the the margins uh, and a any any uh, establishment critic. Let's say it that way, right? Well, no matter what your angle is, you're going to be designed out of their system, and they cannot have especially financial options, right? And so finance and and the banking system, all this stuff has forever been used as mechanisms of control over people, right? Even governments in the past have said who can and who can't do business and stuff like that. And uh, this is more proof that if there are genuine, like, oh, build your own bank, blah, 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 you know what I mean? And they do pop up and they show up, they will destroy them ruthlessly, right? Yeah, and that's the other thing. Then if you start these things, you can't be so bold and reveal what your true agenda is. You have to be a bank that's kind of like word, word of mouth. Yeah, like letting people. Well, in a way, yeah. Like we'll we'll take the people who are being banned and all this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we believe in free speech and parallel economy and stuff like that. It, anytime I've seen people come out with that, that's not good. So you you have to do it covertly and then just take in those people or do word of mouth and eventually it spreads, you know. But if you come out with like your mission statement, that's like here here is what we're doing. This is what we're about. Pro free speech and all this. You know, screw the system or whatever, yeah. they'll they'll shut you down. Yeah. 
Yes, absolutely. That is uh, that is mm. correct. Uh, let me see here. What do we have? I missed out there. Uh, GTR or GRT69 says, Thank you, Henrik Lana, for everything you do. May the gods smile upon you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, so that's a bummer that we can't use that as an option then. Black uh, Phillip says, uh, Henrik's uh, pet peeve is the wealthiest family in Sweden walked into a city with bags of money and yep. started a bank out of nowhere in the 1700s. Really makes you think. That's what I always say. Yep. They were so oppressed and anti-Semitism yep. was just rampant. How could they just start bank? They just walk in and start banks. I know. But our people can't even do it online. <laughs> no, no, exactly. And again, as soon as you do have options, it just immediately shut down for some reason, you know, for, for some reason, right? For some reason. Yep. Yeah, we for know some why. reason. Yep. No, because there's more important things like this next story that uh, daylight ending daylight savings time, for instance, is mm-hmm. uh, is racist. <laughs> Enlighten us. Let me read some of this dear. CNN piece. As the U.S. rolled back the clocks one hour this month to observe the end of daylight savings time, many people get a bit more sleep than usual, but some not as much as others. Dun, dun, dun. Do you know where it's going? Growing evidence shows that lack of sleep and sleep disorders such as obstructive sleep apnea remain more prevalent in black, <laughs> Asian, and Hispanic or Latino oh communities. And that these sleep inequities, when sleep they don't sleep, it's because of racism, okay, can have long-term detrimental implications for health and risk of certain chronic diseases. Um, as if no white people have sleep issues. It's amazing. As if we're not up at night worrying about all the shit in the world that has gone wrong and all the things that we have to do to take care of our family in this anti-white liberal day and age. It's just amazing. In March, the U.S. Senate unanimously passed the Sunshine Protection Act. I know, it's pretty gay. Which would make daylight savings time permanent across the country, meaning there would be no reverting to standard time from early November through mid-March. Uh, yeah, spring, spring, forward, fall, fall back, right? So doing away with that. But the legislation would have to pass the House uh, and Biden's signature before becoming effective in November 2023. It's all artificial anyway. It doesn't change how much daylight we have or don't have. But I guess according to some people of colors, they think that when we <laughs> change the clock together, mm-hmm. that somehow it just gives us more daylight. It's like magic, <laughs> And then they get more sleep because somehow they just lost this time and they can't make up for it with sleep. It's just amazing. Anyway, Sunshine Protection Act. No matter what the clock says. And the only reason why I think they're doing this Sunshine Protection Act is because, you know, ending daylight savings time is racist. It goes on. The American Academy of Sleep Medicine says that daylight savings time is associated with increased (laughs) risks of sleep loss circadian misalignment it's one hour adverse health consequences and then this article goes on and on about how non-whites especially blacks are more affected by sleep disorders inequity sleep inequities everything's a freaking inequity anti-white researchers say that poor sleep is associated with a a host of poor health outcomes such as obesity hypertension diabetes heart disease cancer many of these health outcomes are more prevalent in the black population like all of these health issues are mentioned in correlation with this artificial act of changing the clock back an hour right mm. it's not diet or any other lifestyle cho- choices it's setting the clock right and then this one yeah the persistent barrier to quality sleep Many social and environmental detriments of health, including living conditions or work schedules that don't support sleep, may emerge at least in part from historical and persistent forms of structural racism, which uh, is considered as totality of ways in which society fosters racial discrimination through reinforcing 
systems of housing, education, employment, wages, benefits, credit, media, healthcare, criminal justice. So they're saying white supremacy, right? Mm-hmm. These blacks are not sleeping at night because this uh, horrible white supremacist system is keeping them up at night and creating this sleep inequity. As mm-hmm. Again, as if no white people stay up at night worrying about these things that affects them about mortgage payments about um you know like these people that are in prison for attending a protest for j6 like they're not up at night worrying about these things right they even mentioned george floyd and hair discrimination george floyd and hair discrimination that can keep blacks up at night and that is the fault of white people it is just outrageous this cnn and then uh lastly the u.s department losing uh (coughs) losing out on audiences the u.s department of health and human services is working on something called healthy people 2030 plan for improving health by helping people get enough sleep mainly like non-white people is their focus blacks agenda 2030 interesting so i'm like okay so what are they going to do just give you know they're not sleeping because of racism's fault not lifestyle not diet not just turning off the tv and trying to go to bed sooner you know like there's things you can do maybe not obsessing about shit that's not real yeah exactly (laughs) such as like the threat of white supremacy (laughs) i don't think they're going to go over any of that stuff i think what they'll do is in this experiment they'll just like give them everything they need and want so they can here now you can sleep black person and now you're not going to get diabetes i mean there's just like no end to this madness just it's outrageous it's comedy. First, and then I was thinking, like, is there some kind of, like, the farm is, like, Yamnaya, uh, you know, colonialism or something, like the farming thing, and it's uh, tied to white people, you know, and, like, you know, Aryan invasions and stuff. So we got to try to control the farming uh, stuff a little bit. Because <laughs> the time shift is, of course, focused initially, right? It was, like, to, to give the farmers more time. She. Right? She. She. It's funny because yeah. when I showed you a screenshot of that, you're like, no, that's not real. I don't believe it. Look at him. <laughs> Like, I, I called it wrong. I, I thought it was too good to be true. You know what I mean? Like, like this is too much. But no, here, here, here it is on it's, CNN's website. It's pretty amazing. It is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, all right. So I wanted to um, talk a little bit about Ukraine real quick. And this is a kind of a, a, a longer story, really. But, you know, we've we've, <laughs> we've talked about this thing of like <clears throat> the, the war right in in. Uh, Ukraine, but between Russia and Ukraine, and of course, it's other parties involved in that now, uh, is to the benefit of the elites and uh, squeezed out in the middle is, of course, uh, Russian people and Ukrainian people. Duh, you know, can you figure that one out? But this story kind of uh, <clears throat> put a little bit of cream on, on the top of that, so to speak, uh, by verifying that a little bit. And it, of course, it's not, you know, your average. Um, it is your average people uh, in, in Ukraine and Russia that, are, of course, being uh, being killed and sent in through the meat grinder, while the real uh, elites, be that from, in some cases, from Russia, but uh, Ukraine in this case as well, uh, they got out uh, damn early, right? And there's been so much money funneled into Ukraine to help with the war. There's even, I mean, I see it here, like I go to the store and like doing a round up and donate to Ukraine the, the last 40 cents or whatever it is, right? Like... No. <laughs> and where does where's that money going to go? And in most cases, of course, it goes not to the actual, you know, people that need it, right? Uh, bye bye Kiev. Hello, Cote Cote d'Azur, right? That's the uh, the, Fr- the French Riviera, right? That's one of the uh, terms for it. Close to right, close to Monaco, right? That's where a lot of these uh, Ukrainian uh, elites have, have have gone with a lot of the money that's being donated by the rest of the West. While we're approaching starvation, while we can't heat our homes, like put all that in context again, right? 
as Westerners send aid. Here's how Ukraine's corrupt elites are profiting from the conflict. And of course, this is happening in Russia, too. So it's not just about that. We, we, we're aware of that, right? Uh, officials and oligarchs have diverted much of the financial support sent to Kiev. Since the beginning of Russia's military offensive in Ukraine, the U.S., EU, and their allies have provided Kiev with, check this out, 126 million, uh, sorry, billion, billion uh, dollars worth of aid. A number almost equal to the country's entire GDP. Moreover, millions of Ukrainians have found refuge in the EU where they were given housing, food, work permits, and support. The scope is huge, even by Western standards. Consider, and we, I'm not saying, yeah, we shouldn't help them or whatever, but I'm saying you've seen a lot of also non-Ukrainian uh, so-called refugees piggyback on this crisis, just like they did during the Syrian war, right? Ukrainians have found refuge in the EU where they were given housing, food. You have uh, talked about that. The scope is huge, even by Western standards, considering that the bloc has been funding Kiev while coping with an economic and energy crisis of its own. The assistance uh, is perhaps especially notable. Kiev bases its endless founding funding requests on the collapse of its economy due to the war and its need to quote resist Russian aggression but it's uh, the aid re but is the aid excuse me reaching its intended destination let me just read a little bit of this here uh, the Monaco battalion while Ukraine has undergone a general mobilization affecting all men under the age of 60 so again send the Ukrainian men you know working class men through the meat grinder many former and current high-ranking officials, politicians, businessmen, and oligarchs have moved to safety abroad, mainly to the EU. The mass flight of Ukrainian elites started even prior to the armed conflict. In other words, whoop de doo they just, they of course, just happened to know uh, that something was coming down the line. How in the world could that ever have happened, right? Uh, on February 14th, 2022, 37 deputies from the Ukrainian president's parliament faction, servants of the people, suddenly went missing. Had MPs not been banned from leaving the country the very next day, others would have definitely joined them. Meanwhile, so, so the, the, the real ones in the know, they left before that happened, right? Meanwhile, former officials and oligarchs enjoyed more freedom to move around. According to the Italian newspaper La Repubblica, 20 businesses, jets, uh, took off from Kiev's Borisopol airport on the 14th as well. Tycoons were at the front of the line. Entrepreneur and MP Vadim Novisky, businessman uh, Kelly Metsky and uh, Stoltar, they name a couple of people here with uh, difficult names, all left the country on chartered flights. Millionaire politician Igor Abramovich booked a private flight to Austria for 50 people, taking relatives, business partners and fellow party members aboard. Oligarchs flew from Kiev to Nice, Munich, Vienna, Cyprus, and other EU destinations. Another group of businessmen took off from Odessa on private planes. The owner of Vostok Bank departed for Israel, yes, while the head of the Transship Group flew to Limassol. An ex-governor of the Odessa region, Stalnakats Vladimir Nimirevsky, also left the country. In the summer and early fall of 2022, Ukrainska Pravda prepared several investigation, uh, investigative documentaries rather, about fit-for-service Ukrainian billionaires and officials spotted um, vacationing on the Côte d'Azur during the war, the French Riviera. A movie with the ironic title, The Monaco Battalion, shows 
Ukrainian oligarchs resting in their villas, mansions and on yachts. In the first part, we see businessman uh, Zhivago, who is included on Interpol's most wanted list, relaxing on his private yacht worth $70 million. The yachts graces, graces the shorelines of the French Riviera. As Shivago's family disembarks, Kharkov's entrepreneur Alexander Yaroslavsky, who promised to sell his yacht and transfer the funds towards the restoration of Kharkov, have been seen sailing alongside as well. And they continue to go through here and they talk, they break down in the piece a little bit more about just like how much money the West have been given and just how much of that actually don't reach, reach its end destination and its goal, where is all the military and humanitarian, uh, humanitarian aid going. So in other words, you have an elite class that partially, and we know that some of this money is being funneled back into, you know, Biden's pockets and the Biden crime family. There's many others here. Well, and Ukraine is so corrupt. Like if you're right. going to send a billion, a hundred billion dollars, you think some of those corrupt people are going to get a piece of that and yeah. like buy their yachts and go to Monaco, of course. It's no. really not a shocker. The Gray Zone writes that weapons and humanitarian aid provided by the West to the Ukrainian military is being stolen along the way and never reaches the soldiers. At the same time, Ukrainian MPs recently gave themselves a 70% pay raise. The author of the piece argues that billions of dollars from the US and EU have been diverted into uh, the corrupt elite's pockets. So again, they're being like financially compensated to go along with, I mean, it's not a charade because it's it's real life and it's happening and it's dead bodies at the end of this, which is horrible. Uh, but I'm saying a lot of this have been so beneficial to the elite. They, they definitely needed this war in order to pull off the Great Reset. And now people along the way are essentially being they're being paid off. They're being bribed or, or in some way benefiting to it in order to continue to go along with it. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyway, check works. out check out that piece. It's kind of interesting uh, for some more details of, of uh, where it's being diverted to. Right. And it reminded me of this one, too, this from a few months ago, but uh, important uh, you can, because, you know, energy crunch, the economy is in the toilet. And partially this is because of some of the uh, uh, situations with the, the the war, the shortages, the COVID restrictions before that, UK's energy companies to make 170 billion pounds in excess profits, leaked analysis reveals. Evil. And of course, we said that, too, earlier. This is, a, again, it's almost like a bribe that like, or bribe, you want to go through the green transition, you know, where oil and gas is not fashionable anymore, blah, blah, blah. But you're going to make more money than you ever have on your way out, right? As we decommission this old system and, well, potentially or potentially not build up a new system. Maybe we'll be back in the Stone Age by the time that, you know, they're done with this. We'll just have to see. But this green transition, uh, it looks like not much of that is actually going to uh, happen. <laughs> and especially not without Russia and Ukraine on the market when it comes to like the minerals and stuff like that. I mean, back in the early 90s when the Soviet Union collapsed, you had a bunch of like, um, you know, like minerals and, and, and key um, key metals and things like that being dumped on the market, including energy, by the way, because of, the, the you know, the corruption and Gazprom was set up then in Russia and stuff like that. But you had, you had a bunch of uh, cheap commodities dumped on the international market, which kind of helped them uh, to, uh, you know, basically create the kind of the global system that we're used to today, right? Making China the factory of the world and stuff like that. But this is just some of the stuff that's coming out of that region, specifically Russia. But if you take Belarus and Ukraine as like one economic region, tons of the copper and lithium and nickel and manganese and cobalt and graphite and all blah, 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 zinc, all these other things that you need to create the so-called green transition is off that market. So, you know, here you can see electric cars, how much you need of these metals and stuff like that. So without this on the, the global market to create the green transition, none of it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean, so like, I don't know, either they haven't thought this through 
or they thought it through and they said, let's just uh, let's just drive everybody into a wall really fast, and then let's see, let's see what happens. You know, kind of thing. Well, it's not yep. going to support their lifestyle of yachting around in the uh, Monaco, or you know what I mean. It's I, I, just like maybe not long term, but I think like in a way, depending on if they manage to just like have like mass die offs or something, they might still be able to do what they want to do. Um, I don't know. That, sometimes I don't they know. They just if act and don't through. think. They yeah. think, oh, we'll we'll figure it out then, or, or we'll like just push the timetable back or whatever. I don't know. And sometimes it's you know we we, we can't. Figure, it's too early to tell, right? Uh, but anyway, speaking of the green transition, and of course the uh, the lesser uh, importation of Russian cheap gas and stuff like that, uh, a green member of the parliament in Germany has not complained that it's too cold in the Bundestag, which is their go- government building. Essentially, put on a right? sweater. So, ooh, it's so cold. Yeah, this is the green transition, bitch. <laughs> That's the way you wanted. Yeah, Isn't exactly. This what you, want? you wanted the cheap gas prices still to continue. Well, you, you've advocated for this, and then they have advocated for decommissioning all the nuclear power plants and crazy stuff. And actually, in uh, Germany here, uh, might be from today or from a day ago, you had a little bit of a caravan, at least dozens of cars going around in uh, Neubrandenburg in Germany uh, on a little parade among, among this energy crisis where they're basically saying uh, no more sanctions because they've realized uh, that they are uh, intricately tied, their success is intricately tied to Russian gas, whether they like to or not. EU elites have come out recently, actually, and as late as today, I think they declared that, oh, we we have enough gas now. We've secured enough to be fine. We've we've replaced all Russian gas. And I think that that's just uh, bullshit. I think they're just saying that in order to... um, uh, placate people essentially. Oh, it's fine. No, no, we 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 got it covered. It's fine. I, I'm not sure if they do. Uh, they might have. Co- some experts on the situation said that they have managed to fill up enough like supply of LNG and other things to at least last this autumn and winter. But the problem is like you need to build out the LNG infrastructure all over Europe and stuff. And of course, the primary uh, purchaser or, or seller, I guess I should say, say here, uh, is the U.S. So they financially benefited from the explosion of the Nord Stream 2, by the way, which is you know totally coincidental. Um, but it's not going to happen until a few years out, 2026. They're talking about that's when like things, other things will be in place. Until what's going to happen? Winter 2023, winter 2024, winter 2025. We we don't know, right? Glenn the Chinaman says make firewood great again. Exactly, yes. and us. Uh, a lot of places there in Europe and those little apartments, they don't have fireplaces, right? They don't no, have no. wood stoves. The people in the countryside will be fine unless they yep. try and ban that too. Like California is trying to ban firewood. It's outrageous. The UK Even banned, campfires. Uh, UK banned uh, what, wet wood, right? Remember that? Yeah. Oh, it's too much carbon dioxide being, uh, you know, freed it's absurd. up. Absurd. Absurd. Beetlejuice yeah. says, have you covered the New York Times top business and policy leaders summit, including Sam Bankman-Fried, Zuckerberg, Yellen, Zelensky, Netanyahu? It's right in our face. Shameless. I didn't. They actually that had is, Sam That is not going to happen, though, right? I mean, at least him, right? It's, are you saying they actually went ahead I mean, with he's, that? he's on the run, right, still. Uh, I <laughs> He did. Uh, he did. So he's done interviews and stuff like that. Let's see if we can find that screenshot. Yeah, I, I think we tweeted it out the, the screenshot from the New York Times. But I just assumed that, like, at least, I mean, they might go ahead. They might go ahead with the whole thing. But at least he's out, right? I, I I'll check it out. Pretty I haven't, bold. Seen, I haven't seen it. That's Pretty crazy. Bold. It's nuts if that's the case. All right. So anyway, in the out of spite here, really, we 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 t- we'll take it nonetheless because this has been an issue, right? The Holodomor, the intentional starvation of uh, millions and millions of. Uh, Ukrainians, 
The Holocaust. Uh, the Bolshevik regime, right? We've talked about that many times. It's been raised as an issue. Why is this not? We have, remember the good, good old days when Abe Foxman was the, heading up the ADL? He went to go visit the recent, uh, the Chocolate King, as they call him at the time, uh, who was a, the puppet PM in Ukraine, who was placed there by the establishment, essentially. Uh, and he went to visit him and said, don't... Uh, you know, when you talk about the, you know, your, your Don't thing Don't refer here, to it as a Holocaust. It's not. A, it, there's only one Holocaust. Okay? TM. It's, exactly. Trademarked that shit. Uh, so anyway, so it, it's it's for all the wrong reasons. Germany now has basically uh, set to. Because uh, they're anti-Russia, right? That's yeah. That's basically what it is. Yeah. So they've set to declare uh, the Holodomor, uh, whereas the Guardian writes here, the starvation of Ukrainians under Stalin, a genocide. And it was more than just Stalin, by the way. Uh, of course, this was in motion for a <laughs> long a, time. And, uh, certain uh, other tribe affiliated with that uh, mass starvation and Holocaust. It's the same thing as the Bolshevik regime first targeting Russians, right? Mm -hmm. They call those, they mass murder millions of people, and then they use those who are left, the conformists, and, and, and those who are like too afraid to, to, well, too afraid, they didn't have an option at that point, um, that, that supports that system, and then they just export sport that, and they do that to another country, right? Mm -hmm. um, Bundestag hopes move will serve as a warning to Moscow as Ukraine faces potential hunger crisis. Now, all that's true, and it's a huge problem. And again, I'll take it. It's good that there's getting more international pressure and, and, and recognition, right? It's kind of how the Armenians had to fight, really, to get there, even recognized as a genocide, which is insane, um, that they had to fight for it in that way. But again, it's only to stick it to Russia mm -hmm. right now. And they're going to yeah. say, well, it's Putin's responsible for that. You know what I mean? That's what the, the spin they want to do here. They're not anti-communist. It's not about that. <laughs> no, remember that big uh, statue of Marx that they have in, uh, where was that again? Well, there's several of them. Obviously I mean, someone in East Eastern Germany. What, what, what town was that I mean, that some in? of them, they didn't knock them down j just to leave as a memory, right? Yeah. And then ironically, Russia is like, re remember the Ukraine territories that they, they went in? Uh, Ukraine took them down, but the, Russia is putting back up statues of Lenin again. Remember that? Yeah. I was like, what the <laughs> Yeah, fuck? and they claimed it's it was like, well, they, on both sides. But, and and they had claimed, well, it's because we don't want our people to forget, like, the atrocities of communism or whatever, but who Well, knows? that was not, that was like, I mean, did you see that ad they had for, like, move to Russia? It was like a little kind of tongue-in-cheek. They were, like, sticking it to the West a little bit. The first image in there was a statue of, of uh, Lenin. <laughs> I seemed to like the guy. What the hell, you know? All right. Okay. So anyway, that's happening in Germany. We have a couple of more uh, stories here. Then we'll, we'll get we'll to the Viking in. stuff. Yes, I'm looking we, forward to we that. Gotta talk I want to hear that. that. All right. So here, here we go. Greta, Greta Thunberg. She's getting a little, huh? <coughs> Good. Well, well, chubby there. Eating, uh, eating the fine food, traveling around in the private jets and the yachts, caviar, huh? caviar, exactly. Yep. She joins a march as activists sue Sweden over its climate <laughs> policies. Uh, Sweden is... <laughs> failing it in its responsibility and How breaking the law, said Ant Anton Foley, spokesman for the youth-led initiative Aurora, which prepared and filed the lawsuit. Fascinating. Hundreds of activists, among them Greta Thunberg, marched through the Swedish capital to court Friday to file a lawsuit against the Swedish state for what they say is insufficient cli climate action. And again, this wouldn't have happened under the Social Democrats, right? Now, now it's the... 
moderate party, which are a bunch of cucks and stuff, right? But yes, you do have some power uh, power swingers, if that's the term, behind the scenes of the Sweden Democrats, and that's good. But obviously, but, this is a PR stunt, too. Like, right, you're not going right. to get anywhere with this. So I saw some articles with, oh, Sweden is, is uh, sticking, you know, sticking up their middle finger to Agenda 2030. They're doing away with their climate council or their ministry for for climate and stuff, and and that is not true. They still have it. They just put it under the the banner or the like the grouping of um, essentially the the business. Uh, we call it Nærings in Sweden, which means like um, the business ministry. I guess essentially would be the translation to it. So they still have like a position like of a climate person, but it's under that banner now. So they didn't completely throw it out. I've I've heard nothing of that as far as I know. Sweden have still signed up for like the essentially the agenda 2030 of the sustainable development goals are kind of yeah this says by 2045 Sweden is it wants to have zero net emissions of greenhouse gases you're gonna freeze your ass off in the Scandinavian winter and uh, they'll have 100% renewable energy uh, in yeah. that time <laughs> oh yeah definitely again keep that in mind where do you know how much oil and gas and like petrochemicals it takes even to build out the so-called green infrastructure that's yeah. necessary? It's and then again, you, you how about lessen. bringing back those cool sorry to interrupt, but those those yeah. cool wood stoves you guys had at the center of the house. What was that called again? That they all shut down everywhere in the old homes. What was yeah, that was called? It, uh, ceramic. Uh, they, they were made of ceramic, right? But uh, yeah, what was like the porcelain term for that again? or something? Yeah, exactly. And it was these really beautiful porcelain-looking um, wood stoves. That were placed in the center of the home that were very efficient so in, in heating. A, a picture of and that. I, I saw some of those yeah, in some older one. Swedish homes, and they were all like shut down. None of them worked they, anymore. They, well, shut down. They, they plugged them. Here's a, well, here's that's an, what I mean. They, they close. Yeah, they close them up. They're beautiful, and they beautiful. heat them. I'm like, yep. how about we bring those back? Yep. Instead of those ugly things mounted to the window, those uh, what do you call those? Um, the boilers or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the radiators. Radiators. Yeah, yeah. This was commonplace. Um, my my grandmother's uh, brother. They lived in a house that had four of these in every room. I never was in a house, house where it worked, though. Right. They no, they they, pl- they plug them up and they say, "Oh, these are these are uh, outdated." It's this view. We've we've won history, right? There's not there's no issues anymore. We energy is going to be oh for always abundant, and we don't even need to heat our homes. The radiator would always work. Electricity power will always stay on. Blah blah blah. Some have them. I'm not saying everyone has done this, but it was seen as like oh high. They call it high standard, right? You're you're <laughs> raising your living. Uh, conditions to a higher standard. And so they like leveled old houses because they were outdated and then they built these utilitarian concrete shoe boxes essentially, right? But anyway, beautiful. Yeah. Many of them had, de- you know, ceramic decorative mosaics on them and stuff. Beautiful. But, uh, trees know. is a renewable resource. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Yep. Um, all right. Anyway, so that's a couple of examples of those. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yep. Anyway, so she's going nuts. Greta Thunberg. She's going to sue uh, so Sweden. So sad. New stem of Istaten. That's right. Now we're going to sue the state, uh, is the, the line right there. All right. So anyway, we'll see how far that goes. I'm sure everybody will be uh, will be with them, right? Um, and meanwhile, of course, coldest September uh, 18 ever recorded in the Netherlands. Wow. Remember, they're having the war on nitrogen right now, right? With the, the, the second largest food producer in the world after the U.S. Why do you think they're choking out, uh, <laughs> you know, the agricultural sector in, in the Netherlands? Mm-hmm. While, of course, everything is freezing over. It's, uh, it's incredible. All right. So let me, uh, let me go over this a little bit. I wanted to just begin with this real quick, and it's... <sighs> We're not going to have time to to cover all of this because there's just so many layers to this. 
But so recently, there was a few presentations uh, in Estonia. There's there's a, uh, Viking ships recently, or fairly recently, that were found. Uh, it, this goes back to 2008. And then the second ship was found in 2010, but they've done excavations. This work had been pushed back. There's been a number of things here throughout the years. There's been studies and blah, 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 all, all kinds of things, right? So this is in a village called Salme on an island. Sa- Sara- Sarima, Estonia. Man, that, it's very close to Finnish, right? Um, both sh- of these ships that they found <clears throat> were used for ship burials around 700 to 750. Uh, in the Nordic Iron Age and Contain, which is the you know technically before the Viking Age, but the, the presenta- presentations that uh, the people doing the excavations that did called this the uh, Vikings before Vikings. Let me see if I can reload the video out here. Seems so like Vikings. that's been auto playing here <laughs> in the background. Oh shit! Oh man, here it is. Neil Price. So he's he's from Uppsala University. Yeah, Vikings before Vikings, right? Very interesting and stuff. But there's so much bullshit weaved into this as well, where he openly in this talk admitted, I'll, I'll do the, I'll, I'll cut those clips out and we'll play it probably in the Weekend Warrior show. We we'll do, can do a little bit more deep dive and not be kind of at the tail end of the show here. But I want to mention it quickly right now as a little teaser here. But he mentions it about halfway through this presentation that he says we, we were given, uh, what was it again, like 20 million crowns or something like that, maybe two, $2 million dollars, or I forget the exact number. It was a significant amount for, for that type of you know research. And stuff. It should be more, don't, don't get me wrong. This is a fascinating portion of our history, right? But he was like, the Swedish uh, authorities were very, con- very concerned that when they approached us about this, that it's very important that we talk about the individuality during the Viking Age, right? <laughs> it's very. Let's important. talk about how they were fags. <laughs> <laughs> yes, essentially, it was very important that, that they're all different individuals, and this thing they have, they have, they, they were individuals, and they come from all all kinds of different ethnicities and things like that. And yeah, uh, European ones. <laughs> this is actually what he what he goes through in the middle here, uh, uh, Neil Price, and and he s- talks about how. The state basically says we have to work against this idea that there is like a historical period here that Swedes and Nordic people and Scandinavians and, and in the extension, many of European that have, you know, heritage going back to this, uh, many Europeans, that we have to fight against that and kind of put that down a little bit. And that it was like this preconceived idea that the state had that we it's very important that your the evidence you present after these uh, burials and the, and the uh, archaeological excavation of them uh, is that you need to prove that like there's diversity and uh, uh, different gender identities weaved into this too. I don't know. I'm not even you. And it was like it's otherwise so he'd trite. be accused of being a white supremacist. If he even mentioned uplift, yeah. you know, Viking culture. He even mentions How like white you? supremacy in the beginning of the talk. I'll pull that out too. Again, it's about 40 minutes long, right? Um, he can he he can do like excellent research on one end and actually you know put it in context and be very thorough and methodical and all that stuff and then the next breath is like yeah we need to put down this, these white supremacist ideas that they were just basically a people and they were doing things that were beneficial to them you know kind of thing but anyway so putting that little thing to the side uh, fascinating so two boats something seemed to have gone awfully wrong this is the kind of the before the attack on Lindisfarne in England so technically it's not considered Viking Age but it's the point I've made many times if you go back to Valsiedet or the Vendel period right the Valsiedet is an area outside of Stockholm about what an hour or so uh, two hours maybe outside of Stockholm 
Um, and <clears throat> the, the, some of the most incredible, you know, swords and helmets found in that period and stuff. And you can go further back, four five hundreds, and then you're, you know, the Goths had an even more, uh, you know, prominent role in the early creation of, of of Sweden. There was a tug of war, if you will, between Goths and Swedes during that period as well, and it continued, of course, later. Uh, but all of those people, all of that was like there were Vikings too. It wasn't just like one day they woke up and was, were Vikings, you know, kind of thing. This yeah. is like something that happened historically, a build up to this for many, many years. And then when I try to f- I kind of understand that, so anyway, this, I'm not saying it was like a totally failed excursion or whatever the point was that they were doing, uh, but a lot of them were there was like 34 bodies in one of the boats. So this you could you could kind of think of it as. Maybe they didn't have all the, uh, the, the, the the strategies down or how they wanted to do something and presumably something kind of went wrong. But but enough, it was enough, um, how do I put this? They were enough undisturbed, I guess, if that's the right term, in order to do a whole boat burial ritual and things like that. There there were dogs found in there. There were even falcons found in, in the, in that's the so remains. That's so cool. Uh, no horses, but there were other types of animals. There were uh, game pieces of different kinds. There were obviously jewelry. There was a lot of weapons and shields and all kinds of things. But a ton of artifacts and stuff has been dug out here, which gets us even greater insight into what it was like back then and, and what they were doing. There was even four of the. They were all, uh, as I said, in the excavations. All of them had a close, uh, uh, a close relative, ethnic, uh, genetically speaking, and stuff. Four of them were even brothers. It's believed that all of them were were male, right? So the Salma thing is something that's they're releasing more data on this as we speak. And it was back in the September 30th were a number of these presentations made by those who have been doing the primary digs at this place. So a lot of material about this is coming out right now. So that's something I want to kind of dig into and that we'll be covering more in more detail. And also in connection to this, which I don't even understand, but apparently just forget what it was they did 18 or so digs of the Valsiede, right the uh the vendel um you know era the Vend- uh, the Valsiede, uh, area and the vendel period uh, at that specific site i forget how many he says he has it right there um in the back the image there that you see in the background that's that's Valsiede right there uh, the cemetery there a number of ships were buried there a number of other like smaller hills and stuff but it's you know continuously occupied for a long period of time um and only three or four of like the Digs have been published while all these others have been held back. And this started as early as 19, what is it said again, 1920 to 1970 or something. I could have that with the wrong couple of decades, but something like that. So over a long period of time, they've done digs there. But the majority of the data from that has never been published. Isn't that remarkable? Hmm. So that's something that these guys are doing, Neil Price, in connection with the finds on Salme on this island in Estonia. Um, so that's absolutely fascinating. So we'll we'll dig into that more, and take the bullshit political stuff that he says with a grain of salt, obviously. But if you want to check it out, uh, Sarema Museum or search just for Neil Price and Salme S A L M E, and you'll find that uh, that talk. And as I said, I'll pull out some more details, uh, you know, from that as well. Uh, but so that that's one thing uh, which is fascinating. Then they did some other other finds too in Sweden over the last couple of months. Here's some of the stuff that's kind of built built up, if you will. And I haven't covered it, but like tons of it. They did uh, some uh, Thor Thor's hammers that they found, uh, one of its kind, discovered in Sweden. And of course, New York Post always does this cringe things that they have to begin with like lost something, Chris Hemsworth. I was yeah. like, oh my god, 
Like, really? Some Hollywood you know, so it's like, reference. Okay, I'm not. Okay, we're not talking about that. So here we go. Here's uh, Kulturmiljö Halland. Here we go. So Halland is the uh, the uh, county uh, landscape, as we say, uh, to the south of Bohusland. A lot of Viking stuff in Bohusland, and even rock carvings and stuff like that. But apparently, I didn't know that that they've never found something like this in in Highland uh, in hmm. Halland before. So that's one of a kind. Uh, they had a nice, and you know, many of these. There are some good. Uh, Thor's hammers amulets that actually base their designs on actual finds that they've done, you know, in the ground, so to speak. That's you know one one that I have uh, have that, and this is actually remarkably similar to that as well. Uh, but so that that's being um, dug up. That's just one, you know. Again, this is not uh, th- this is there are so many of these finds over time, and they build up, and you don't really hear that much about it. It's not that, you know, it's it's a little bit published, but it just kind of goes away, right? Uh, two other Viking swords found in Vestmanland as well, which is, of course, not not uh, not strange, any of this. Uh, and I wanted to conclude with with this one here. I think this is a good one to, stock, uh, to stop on. BBC of all pl- websites, BBC.com. <laughs> Rediscovering America. The mysterious Viking runes found in a landlocked U.S. state. You know, we've talked about the Kensington runestone and all these things many times, right? But this is actually from uh, Oklahoma uh, instead. Hmm. Did Vikings find their way to a remote part of Oklahoma? Some in a small town community believe so, thanks to controversial, why? Runic carvings found in the area. They've also, oh, well, they're fake and they knew about <laughs> these and stuff. Like, even if you look at the Kensington runestone. Just the denial like, that, that ancient Europeans, you know, or Europeans yeah. have been here before is amazing. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, let me see here. They have some shit in the beginning there. Let me see if we can read. Some believe that these cryptic inscriptions are runes. And it's like, yeah, they are, right? Um, carved into the towering stone circa 1000 CE by Norse explorers who traveled up the Arkansas River to this remote part of a nice. landlocked America. Do I think the Vikings carved this? I do, said Rogers, as we stood in the protective wood and glass house built around this. This is going to carve runes. I, well, they, again, there's like, oh, there's someone who faked it that knew it. That's uh, same thing about Olaf. What was his last name again? Olaf, uh, blah blah blah. The Kensington runestone, right? That oh, the, yeah, he, that he faked it, and then you look at the language in there where they talk about Norsemen and Goths and stuff, and it's like, even back then, the research on that wasn't that great. Like, they they it was barely recognized at that point that the go- the Goths actually like emigrated out from that part of the world. Now we know, of course, that that, that they did, right? Um, he wouldn't put he wouldn't put stuff like that on there. He would just say, you know, we're Vikings, and we, you know, <laughs> he would like he would be much more like historically uh, simple, adapt to the period of what they knew at the time, you know, kind of thing. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, so anyway, the, um, yes, uh, Gloria Farley spent her whole life researching this, and she has a lot of evidence to back it up. Farley, who grew up in the town of Havener, where the rune stones were found, rune stone was found. And who passed away in 2006 is a legend in these parts. She first saw the relic while hiking as a young girl in 1928 and was fascinated by it. Two decades cool. later, she returned to study it as an amateur runologist and self-taught epigraphist. Or if that's how you say it, epigraphists. Uh, the first modern knowledge of the runestone dates back to 1830s when it was found by a cock, cocktail. Is that what it is? Hunting party hmm. for years. White Oklahomans call it Indian Rock. See how that goes? So many. There's so many of those other things, though. Where like, you you have uh, the mounds, right? Just I mean, the mounds in in what Alabama. There, there are some in Oklahoma too, mm-hmm. I think, right? What if all that stuff is like basically like Kurgan uh, 
burial grounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway, I think there are I think there are some digs, but many of the correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't many of them like just protected and they don't even like do proper investigation. Yeah, of them and I now, think we right? know why they don't, right? Because they can't say it's uh belongs to the red man or uh, brown people, yeah. right? <laughs> you know. It's the same thing with the Kensington uh Kensington man, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, no, I'm sorry, the Kennewick man, Kennewick man. Uh I remember there was it was Sam Dixon that actually acted as the uh the attorney for that for for Stephen McDowell, I believe. Remember? Did he? Yes, he? I believe he did, right? Hmm. And um, That's right, the tribes that were blocking research on the They were blocking it to do research on it. The point is there's a, a lot of history, if it was recognized uh, in America, and it's of absurd to just say, oh, settlements. Of course, yeah. but it's absurd to just say, oh, it's just these one people, these Native Americans, and they were the only ones that were here, and they were first, and end of story. Like, yeah. Yeah, history is ancient. There have been all kinds of people coming and going. Definitely, definitely. Anyway, so this it's is interesting. interesting. There's a decent, uh, decent size on that too, as you can see right there, right? Yeah, there's others. We had um, the, there's a book called "The Last Kings of Norse America." It's a father and a daughter team uh, that wrote it. Fascinating stuff. They have other evidence of where they went and how they used to, the the canals and the rivers to go in, just like they did in the, back in the homeland and stuff like that. But anyway, so I was surprised that this was on like BBC, BBC World uh, World News Services, right? All right. Anyway. More to say about it, but uh, good, good stuff. I think we'll uh, wrap up on that. Of course, we have uh, uh, Yule coming up as well. Are you ready for uh, for December? Quickly heading into that. Yeah, it's come fast. Man. <clears throat> this year just flew by. Jeez. It did. Twenty twenty three round uh, round the bend, as they sell, as they say. So anyway, we'll be doing some you know streams as we can, depending on how things go and what happens uh, with timing and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we'll definitely do something. I hope around uh, Yule, Swedish Yule. Uh, if you look at Yul, that's technically that was the. So, so, look, I, I I know all this, but Yul has become its own kind of thing, and it, it's it's its own tradition, and you can celebrate both if you want or whatever. But but Yul, right? That's celebrated on the first full moon following no, the full moon following the first new moon after the winter solstice. So January. Yes. Because I was looking at a chart yeah. then. Okay. Sometimes winter it was solstice. even into February actually. So February the um, yeah January sorry the full moon is on the sixth and then the new moon is January twenty first so right. that would be the first new moon mm-hmm. after the full moon after sometimes, the winter solstice yeah so confusing. sometimes that happens even in in February it could be as late as that and stuff like that right uh, but you you know and they moved you know they moved it later blah 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 all that kind of stuff but. You know, it's all like, you know, whether it's solar cult based or whatever, it's all around, you know, it's all from our people. That yeah, have done I mean, there, this. You know, I don't have a problem is, with that. You know, I mean, in so. December, there's the new moon is the 23rd. So 23rd and 24th. Anyway, so. The, say that in again? December, there's also a new moon on the 23rd and 24th. Well, that's after well. the winter solstice then, because that's 21st. Yeah, but that's the, the there's a full moon before the winter solstice. I thought you said it was... Oh, on the full moon. Uh, after okay. the okay. winter solstice. Full moon following the first new moon yeah. after the winter solstice. That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. So that would gotcha. be January. Okay. Gotcha. Cool stuff. Cool bananas. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. Are you caught up there? Actually, we I have... I think you have one more here. Uh, Veritas there. 64, 64. Oh, there we go. Yes. Uh, good to see you as always. Hi, guys. Doing the Bizzo Ricky. Well done, that man. Looking good, mom. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Good to see you as always. Uh, always a pleasure. 
uh, one of our executive producers. I guess we should mention that too. Did I import the new ones? I don't think I did. Let me let me do that real quick because we do have a couple of new names right there too. Uh, otherwise, next up, folks, we have Weekend Warrior, of course. Check out RedEyesMembers.com. That's the uh, place to go. You can also sign up for membership if you want to over at Odyssey. You can do it at Subscribestar as well. Uh, and you can also, if you feel so inclined, get a executive producer or producer tier. Thank you to Tealothrop, Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, Chalky Milk, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeeves, President Obunga, Kvetch Me If You Can, Mongoose, and also latest editions, William Fox from America First Books and Angry White Soccer Mom. And then we have four producers, Mr. Walker 696, Johansson, Leroy Dumond, and Snark Pup. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. That's uh, very good. Check that out if you want to get a... Uh, uh, executive producer tier, as I said, you can do it over on Odyssey, but you can do it on Subscribestar as well. I got to count up. I think we might, we were close to 20 executive producers, I believe. Uh, let me count that up and see where we're at. We do want to hire a full-time editor, so if you want to help out that way, uh, that's a great option uh, to do that. So thank you everyone for considering that, and thank you to everyone who is uh, currently an executive producer as well. Uh, otherwise, yeah, is that is that it? Is that only... Uh, I think that's it for now. It? Housekeeping, I guess, is the term, right? Uh, all right. So thank you, guys. We'll be back with more soon then. Uh, we'll see you guys later. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. watching go to redicemembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content don't miss our latest shows interviews and other videos only for subscribers you can also become a member by signing up at subscribestar.com forward slash red ice get full access and help support our work see you on the other side